a Shishkin Productions podcast. Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Yo. Welcome back. Hello. It is it's been uh, so long. What we learned last year, part two. Hey, that's right. Hope you enjoyed part one. Chris is still in Europe. Yes, I am. Uh, and at, at this point, uh, Amy is now in Oklahoma, and I'm holding down the fort by myself. But hopefully, I've convinced Amy to let me spend money on Cuba. What what day is today? <laughs> today is Monday. Okay, which which Monday? Uh, the one after the last uh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> The uh, today, technically, if you really must know, is Monday the twentieth. Oh, I'm February. actually I'm home now. Oh, welcome back. I just got I just got in yesterday. Uh, I'm welcome. very jet lagged and tired. I'm not home, but I'm, I'm still in Oklahoma. I'm uh, I'm in the Matt H King Memorial Podcast Arena and, and lounge. lounge and lounge. <laughs> it's a lounge now. <laughs> um, um, Chris, where can the people find us real quick before oh, we jump in? Of course, we are at Sizzler Real Gang. On Twitter and Instagram. Yep. We are at Gang at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can try said to get there. At Gang with a little... You know, I think in Russian that's called like a dog. A do- it's a called a at, dog? Yeah, it's oh, it is? Sabaka. That's so cute. Aww. But that's what I've always heard it called off the trip. Hmm. There you go. That's that's my new what we learned last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, you know, we have uh, Shishkin Productions. That's somewhere. Just, that's just, somewhere. Go to it. Scissorgangthewebsite.com is still up. It is? Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. Well, it's free. Don't worry. God damn. Every single time I have a thing, I, she's listen, like, how much money are you spend? You know, it's a free I, website. I already, I already was on. Not all of us can eat was, hot cottage cheese all day. I was already on GoDaddy today. So. Oh, wow. I already know about it. Don't You're you worry. You're checking the spends. And uh, of course, we have the Sizzle Real Cold Mine. That is 332-333-4361. Call in, text in, do whatever you do your worst. Yep. We'll be here. Yep. The line is. Is, is frigid, but it's available. And of course, get your asses to Boise, Idaho. Get, find us. March we will be 20 there. something. That's around there. One of those, well, one of those days specifically, we actually have our time slot already. Yeah. Let me it's, fucking it's, look it's, it up. This is a real live right 2.0. It's happening. We are doing uh, Podfort. Is that what it's called? Podfort. Podfort at Treefort, which is crazy because we're not only, you know, like producing the the social media for the event, but we're going to be part of the social media for the event. I think Ooh. we're doing 3 p.m. on Thursday. 3 p.m. Sure. on think, Thursday. I think that's our slot. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Hello. No, sorry. Hello. You've been an officially announced for Tree 4 2023. Please spread the word on your podcast and your social media. Let's get this room packed. So, Kevin... We'll FaceTime you. <laughs> uh, our uh, Thursday, the 23rd, 5 p.m. to 5.45. So we only have 45 oh. minutes slots. We can't even do a power hour. Drive time. How, how, why do we only have a 45 minute slot? We how do like they, an hour and a half long show. It's like, have they ever watched the show? This is crazy. Do I have to talk twice Our as list. fast? Oh my God. I, I That's going to be, yeah, we're going to really have to strip down the show. I think we might just, we should just do our show, do our thing the okay. way we want to. We're, we're going to get played off stage, aren't we? I hope so, dude. That'll be fucking tight. <laughs> yeah. Theme music. Actually, uh, what are we going to do about theme music? I need to figure out all the shit. That's eh, fine. Is Rounds of Sound uh, playing? Rounds of Sound Performing? will also be there. Rounds of Sound is going to be live That would be crazy if they only gave us 45 minutes. Saturday, 
Well, you're about to find out some bad news because <laughs> Saturday, the 25th of March at 3 p.m., 3 to 3.45, we only have a 45 Maybe we just slot. won't play the songs. I don't know. It's mm, weird. What do we do? I think we... Oh, man. We'll just be I really think we play quick. the songs, we just talk over them. Yeah, that's that true. That way we get 45 minutes conversation. Okay, that this, works. This, this, turned, this went from sizzle reel into like pitch, into like... <laughs> no, this is great. Strategy. You, you're seeing the inside of, of how the, the podcast business you're, works. You're inside the sausage. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, you're, you're the beef. You're the beef. The beef is back. Um... Chris, uh, you said you wanted to talk about Maxon real quick before we got into yeah, the... Yeah, oh just a, a quick note. This came out uh, a week or two ago, but Maxon.net, who acquired Red Giant last year and completely fucked up the transition and took away half the licenses, uh, they are going to discontinue support for Pluralize, which is for a long time been an industry standard for syncing audio. And... I, yeah, I, I I don't know how to feel about it. I don't care. I know I, I don't use pluralize. Yeah, I know a lot of people still do. Like it's still an industry standard, as far as I yeah. know, and especially for really messy projects where audio is all over the place, it's the best kind of all-in-one solution to just easily do it without it can hiring be like a, 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 li- a lifesaver. It, it could literally save a day or two of work. Yeah. Uh, pluralize, pluralize, pluralize. Wow, that's <laughs> that's that almost worked. That's deep, bro. Yeah, that's deep, bro. Uh, so I got a I, friend named Deep Row. Yeah, Kanguli. Why are you doxing Deep Row on the oh, pod, yeah. bro? Oh, who cares? <laughs> yes, good luck spelling well, it. Well, it's just funny how yeah, you're like, I have a friend. I I play in his I, fantasy football I league, bro. I talked to him 10 years ago, Chris. <laughs> All right. Uh, I went to Vegas with them. Um, Chris, what do you think about Maxon? Uh, Amy ran into some problems <clears throat> earlier today, but Chris Their hates it. Their website's just terrible. Yeah, they're trash. It's like... They haven't updated it in so long. It was it was very frustrating trying to navigate. I was just trying to do some like back end administrative things in the settings. <laughs> Why did I know? Look, look, pause, fam. You know that's like an actual booty, thing, right? Booty like juice. Back- whatever. Booty sweat, bro. Booty sweat. My bad. A back end, like that's a. <laughs> I know. I, yes, I know that it's a thing. Okay, Thank so you. Don't roast Thanks, me professor. while I'm trying to talk. Uh, so it was early in the morning. Maybe got back. It was like and. baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> it was eight thirty in the morning, bright and early. The sun is shining through the window. Windows. I had a hot cup of coffee and was diligently working. <laughs> Throw uh, in the laugh track. You guys are the fucking laugh track. The little peanut gallery. Um, and so then I hear like, I see Amy just like throwing shit, like getting pissed, like flipping the desks. And I was like, Amy, what's going on? She's like, I'm on the Maxon website. I don't know how to update the payment information or some shit. And I was like, you know what? She was like, I hate Maxon. And I said to her, the fact that you without me or Chris, like, feeding you that mm-hmm. said that, that conclusion it means you're a real editor yep you're a real, you're a real one editor, of us yeah. you're, you're a post-production professional i'm a real yeah. one you have to hate maxon to move on to the next round that's true yeah. that's well, real. step one done step one son. done son okay we teased it a little bit last week this is the moment we've all been waiting for Amy, what'd you eat today? Here we go. <laughs> this, is, this is good stuff. Oh my Walk God. us through I it. I cannot believe that I am letting you put this out there <laughs> to live on forever. <laughs> okay. So my day started out like most other days. I start my morning with a green tea. Um, healthy. Healthy. And then usually every morning for breakfast, because I'm not like, you know, a huge breakfast person, but I do want to get a little something in my tummy so I can take my vitamins. <laughs> 
It's um, true. You don't want to take vitamins on an empty stomach. No good. No good. I take You'll, my vitamin before I go to bed, which that's is That's a recipe for a tummy ache. I, really? If you take, well, if I take my vitamins before I eat in the morning on an empty stomach. I also take mine once every like 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I take magnesium so before one, I go to it's bed. A one, it's a men's one a 10 day. Okay. <laughs> so, it's gigantic. Anyway, it's like a jawbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Just lick a multivitamin, <laughs> put it in a plastic bag, <laughs> get back to it later. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's picturing that if that really happened, like this makes me feel not so bad about my story. story about how he woke up next to three unopened Del Tacos. That was good. No, I'd that's come true. home from work oh, and I, I slept with three unopened Del Tacos. He didn't find them until the following yeah, night. Yeah, it was like a it was like a thirty six hour. I was like, oh, <laughs> still good. Oh god. Okay, so nice. These are like any other day. Oh. Green tea had some cottage cheese with a little bit of honey. Hot cottage cheese. <laughs> it's not hot. It's in the fridge. It's cold. Okay. So I have that so I can take my vitamins. Okay, green tea, cottage green tea, cheese, honey, vitamins. That's your stomach of, content so far. A little bit of a mushroom elixir. This is a really a healthy start to the day. <laughs> mushroom I'm elixir. I'm telling you, we had a great start. Yeah, it's a, it's a Amy's, lion's Amy's mane. Amy's in her Skyrim era. <laughs> lion's mane and reishi. Is that how you say it? Reishi. She had a mushroom. Elixir <laughs> and, right, and with the tail of Newt. <laughs> okay. We got ourselves a ditch witch drinking mushroom elixirs. <laughs> All right, so you had your okay. tail of Newt. Oh, okay, lion's so, mane. Yeah, and then I then I did make myself the a coffee. That's of a like, lion, the like, tail of a my, newt. Like my little late morning treat, my yeah. little cup of coffee. Eyeball um, of a skink. So then I realized that it was about time for me to come to work. and But I was hungry again because by that point it was like noon. Because all you'd eaten was a piece of cottage cheese. I don't think there's such a thing as a piece of <laughs> I mean, I guess like one little curd. Is that what they're called? Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Maybe he's got the diet of Marcel the shell. <laughs> Eating oh one little God. curd. Okay. So on my, like right before I left, I was like, I'm really hungry, but I don't really have time to make something. So I'm just going to grab something really quick to eat like on the way out. So I opened my fridge. <laughs> I pulled out my, my packet of um, carb balanced tortillas. So she raw dogged the tortilla. Rolled it up. It was cold as shit. <laughs> and I ate that. It was good. <laughs> you couldn't put some butter on it. I was, take the time. She was going to eat it. At, she, she walked out the door and the wind blew it away. <laughs> I was considering putting some hummus on it, but I was like, no time for that. No time. So, whatever. I make Did it to work. you recommend putting butter on it? Yeah, why not? Butter if on a raw warm, tortilla? Warm, I mean, just, just to give it tortilla. some sort of, so it's not so dry and cold and yeah, like, you want and a piece of, you, we'd want to put a piece of cold butter on it to make it less cold? <laughs> no, no, you would, it would be melted butter, you know? Well, if like, I would have taken this spread, it's a whole lot of stuff If I would have taken the time to like, oh, cheese on the go. I, I, I originally go. said cheese. You know, you could just roll a little cheese stick, just roll it Should have put some cheese in there. All right, so whatever. I get to work and I did the same, I bit a plain tortilla the other day. 
So okay, thank you. I'm with you on that one. Thank you. Okay. Um, cottage cheese nub. I don't know about that, but <laughs> but I, I do fucks I with eating the little piece of tortilla. All right, so whatever. I got my tortilla. I'm out the door on my way to work. Chris says he's gonna order Anthony and Sons and asks if Alexi and I want anything. I looked at the menu. Their vegetarian options are honestly not that great. Very no. I'm always like disappointed. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm I gonna mean, get a salad." This is a place that offers a hero that is two burger patties and french fries and mozzarella sticks yes, it is and a very and chicken they, yeah. they have great sandwiches i'm sure just if you're if you don't it's eat meat not, it's, it's not, not for vegetarians so anyway i i was like fuck it i'll get a salad i'll get a greek salad it sounds good it has feta cheese some olives get the salad this salad is so the, there's like let like dirty Dead lettuce. gross lettuce like there's olives in the salad that have pits in them that's so dangerous she bit into one Ugh. luckily i didn't oh. but i mean i was prepared i was like let me check if this hey, has me, i almost a lost a tooth tooth i did um a baby tooth so i couldn't really eat my salad unfortunately i just threw it away Tell which was really sad because <laughs> i what you said <laughs> Tell the tooth. Tell the tooth. I'm trying, but you guys keep interrupting me. Okay, so the salad was trash. I know this trash. is kind of a long story, but isn't, I'm like, isn't this the whole problem that we talk about? Yeah, we yeah, all yeah, have yeah. the same disease. Yeah. I know, I the know. salad disorder, is trash. Disease. <laughs> we all have what the is same. this the last of us? Bro? <laughs> we all, we just oh. all right, so the salad's trash. I don't get to eat my salad, okay, but so, I'm so hungry. Far, yes. I'm hungry. Got I'm, it. So let's recap for the people okay, out there. Recap. Green tea. Cottage honey, cheese, cottage and cheese, honey, honey coffee, uh, mushroom, coffee elixir, mushroom elixir, and car balanced tortilla, car balanced tortilla, and plain. a couple pieces, couple bites of, of a nasty ass salad. Lettuce. <laughs> yes, basically, of, of some, some olives with pits in them, dead lettuce in an olive pit. <laughs> but lucky for me, <laughs> throws the rest of the salad away. I threw the salad away, but lucky for me, Alexi and Chris had ordered chips with their sandwiches, and they gave us like the big bag of chips. So it's like the middle bag, I yeah, guess. So. It's not the big big bag, but it's not the little tiny bag. So you got the middle bag, bag. ranch. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a Not ranch, a Firestone plane. Ranch. What was it a called? Far, farm Stand Ranch. Farm <laughs> <laughs> like, what a brand like I, I said that Tires. so seriously. I was Tires like, Firestone Ranch. ranch. <laughs> it's like something I sell at a NASCAR event. Fire, All right. So ranch. farm, whatever, fucking ranch. Farm to table, fresh ranch <laughs> some chips. Some ranch chips and some just plain salt chips. Mm, sea salt chips. Tasty. So luckily I had some chips to kind of snack on. Yeah. And a Lexi had ordered chipotle mayo with his sandwich and he ordered mm-hmm. a side of chipotle mayo, but they gave him two sides. Oh. So you best believe I took a side of that chipotle mayo and I started dipping my chips and in there. You know what you happened? Uh. I ordered chipotle mayo on my sandwich and I, they must have put it on the side. Oh my God. I took well, Chris's chipotle mayo. I'm fine. so I, no, sorry. I had firehouse sauce anyway. Before you God damn knew it, Chris, it, before I'm so any sorry. of us knew it, Amy had taken a whole cup of that chipotle mayo to the fucking dome. I did. It was gone. To the she, stomach. I looked over. She was licking, licking <laughs> okay. the, the thing clean I, like, a, like a feral animal. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. She's like, yeah, all I had today was hot cottage cheese. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's where this all started. And so you you had, so you, you added to your healthy, steady diet. Yep. You added ranch chips, 
plain chips, a cup of chipotle mayo, full cup. It's not a, don't say a cup. It's like the side, you know, when it's you like order a, a side. Ram, uh, yeah, to it's go like that little, and you say, like, can I get a cup of chipotle mayo to A go? side, a side of okay. chipotle. Okay. Nobody says a cup. Like, you, it's not like a cup of soup. Or <laughs> come back with, no, the, with I feel, the styrofoam cup uh, for the fountain soda. Yeah, I feel so, so bad that Chris had a dry ass sandwich because I'm over here like dogging his chipotle mayo on his birthday, no less. Wasn't there something else after the chips? Oh, yeah. One more thing. There was one more thing. The cake. Oh, yeah. And then you, yeah, you topped it off with a slice of cake. A slice of keto cake. With mm. with a bunch of frosting. With a bunch of frosting in it. It was just, it was, it was very rich. It was so, very rich. So, so now so you're, now, I have now a you're, stomach you've ache. been doing this podcast. And now, and now she's about to start drinking for the next six hours. Yeah. And then, in yeah, like four hours from now, she's going to be like, I feel awful and I don't know why. It's because you didn't eat anything except a hot cottage cheese. <laughs> so, anyway, I go. allowed. Alexi was like, come on the podcast today. We got to talk about <laughs> your diet. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are really hurting for content, right? <laughs> okay. all right, all right. I'm just kidding. Thanks um, for letting me tell my wrong. embarrassing um, story. Do you want to say what you learned last week or should we just let the like, because we already did quite a bit of this um, intro. I can just go and okay, you guys go. can skip yeah, you it. Go. No, I'll, I'll I think got something. Okay, okay. okay, by the time you go. I'll, I'll sure. I, uh, I learned last week that the city of Budapest. Well, first of all, I learned it's pronounced Budapest and not Budapest, but it was originally two cities, one named Buda and one named Pest, and they oh, wow. eventually combined. And now That's it's Budapest. Wild. That's where Orkin was founded as in Pest. Really? No, it's oh. just good pest control. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> thing didn't work. That didn't work. Uh, <laughs> That's my fault. I should have gotten um, that. Amy, do you have one? I do. Um, I do have one. <laughs> right after I thought this was so fascinating I heard it on a podcast yesterday and then when I realized the story I was going to be telling about what I ate today it's even more embarrassing but I uh I was listening to this interview with a Harvard psychiatrist and just talking a lot about like mental health and treatments and blah 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 and I learned that the gut provides approximately 95% of total body serotonin. Wow. So we mostly correlate it with our brain, but it's not. It's mostly in our gut. So that's why when you eat so a sandwich, you're happy? probably why I'm so fucking sad today. I'm just kidding. I actually feel really happy today. So maybe, like, My gut is maybe this is the diet for me. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to write a book about it. New York Times bestseller. But yeah, my takeaway from that is like, if you're, you know, feeling a little out of balance and maybe a little like down, uh, maybe see see if there's something going on with your gut, you yeah, know? Drink some kombucha. Exactly. Some hot um, booch. Okay, I don't... Booch juice. Booch juice. <laughs> booch, booch sweat. What did you call it? <laughs> booty sweat. Booty sweat. Um, mine's... Booty, mine's, booty, 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 booty. rocking everywhere. <laughs> mine, mine is uh, not necessarily the most like what uh, like learned thing, I guess, but it's... Uh, it's that there was a soccer player who plays for Los Angeles Galaxy, Julian Araujo. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good. Young center or outside back. Um, so he's like outside defender, right? Plays on the flank. And he's like, he's good. And he's got a lot of talent and a lot of bright future ahead of him. Uh, so much so that Barcelona, the big soccer team in Spain, global brand, global team, they wanted to buy him. Which is crazy. That's an incredible move for a young player to go mm-hmm. from MLS, LA Galaxy, to go to for sure La Liga, to Barcelona, play Champions League. Fucking awesome. <laughs> so he was signed, and the contract was signed and everything, and it was like good to go. It was reported. I was like, this deal is done. It's happening. And then I'm pretty sure Major League Soccer or someone at the LA Galaxy sent the paperwork in eight 
18 seconds late, I think. So what? they sent it in 18 seconds after the transfer deadline. So the deal got ruled off. So he has to stay at L.A. for another six months until they can. Because the next oh, time they can buy him is in God. the summer. Because mm. they probably had to transfer the internet. Right. So the transfer window only is open. Wow. Yeah. So he's, he's chilling for the next six months back in L.A. That sucks for him. Yeah. So what a bummer. Not cool. Yeah. There that it is. is that's a pretty wild. Story. So you got to turn in your stuff on time or whatever. Right. Um, or ask for an extension. Don't procrastinate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tree fort. <talk>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, should we go to what we learned last year? Part two. Let's do it. All right. Bye. What we learned last week. Apparently at every every single night in Times Square at 1157 p.m. until 12 a.m. Three minutes. Uh, all of the digital billboards in Times Square are synchronized to show a, a, a local art. A local basically. art. Yeah. So every month they change who, who the artist is. It's basically like a rotating digital gallery of art in a mm. way. And uh, I think that's really cool. I uh, will probably never be at Times Square at 11.57 p.m., but <laughs> if I am, I'm going to look out for it. Going to keep an eye on Maybe that's the only time you'll go. Uh, I mean... <laughs> You're like, I'm not trying to be advertised to, unless it's art. That's true. That's advertise true. some art to me. Art, Artvertise. Artvertise. Katie, what do you got? Um, mine is also a New York-related thing. Right. I... I found out about a couple new venues, one being the Meadows, um, okay. which is nearby. So Probably my, down the street, right? Yeah. We're, we're on Meadows we're Street. We're on Meadows yeah, Street. Yeah, it's um, the block up. And By it was- Pickle Factory? It's actually right next to the Pickle Factory. It's that it's that place that's it's on the same blo- on the same yeah. side of the street as the Pickle Factory. Yeah, it's in between okay, yeah. Monarch and the Pickle Factory. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd never been before. I just thought it was monarch i didn't realize it was like right there as well um and i saw my friend's um album release show for the machinist which was really good but also the venue is pretty cool too yeah yeah i mean the meadows i didn't know know there there was a venue there i know that there's a practice space there but i had no idea that there's a venue yeah the meadows is it it must be it must be new it must be new, right? It's gotta be. It's gotta be. <laughs> There's no way that we weren't in the know about it. I'm never in the not in the know. Never, never not, never in, not the in the know. <laughs> never not in the know. Sounds like a terrible podcast. Um, what is in the know? In the know is that uh, that's what we Ver- did. The, Verizon's thing. Yeah, that's what we did the um, for. I love in the know. Um, so here's mine. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about illustration rates from a tweet that I saw. I'm gonna save that for next week, because. I was reminded it goes very well with your billboard thing, Chris. Yeah. It's a thing called blip blipbillboards.com hourly digital billboard rental. So oh. you can basically rent any billboard space, put any ad you want up there that you can just make in Photoshop. Uh, and depending on the location, they have like, it looks like they have thousands of locations across the over US. 1600 locations. Yeah. And counting. D- uh, depending on the location, the price differs. So, some guy from there emailed me because I signed up and I was like, tell me more about the NYC availability. The only availability they have is in Times Square. He said the cost depends on the time of day and demand during that time since we use a dynamic algorithm. The minimum price per blip, that's a 15 second display, for Times Square is 20 bucks. So it's not good. 15 seconds for $20. uh, And that means you can pick an hour, right? 
So you pay 20 bucks for that hour and it says your ad will be displayed an estimated five to seven times over the course of that hour. I, honestly, so I don't think that's a bad price. Not too bad. So like if you I want to, I was going to say we should make a Shishkin Productions ad. Then we can, as a group, decide to go to Times Square for lunch, spend the hour there looking at that thing until our <laughs> ad pops up and then film it. Right. Could be a pretty decent. I think it'd be cool. Excursion. It'd be pretty fun. Right. And that's, that's something that we could we could take the picture and put it on the website and oh, be like, hey, look at us. It's a flex. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. And we have seven chances, five to seven chances. But the way I saw this was on TikTok, some guy had done this in his town or like near his town in Texas somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle of fucking nowhere. And he, for 20 bucks, got an hour of this billboard on the interstate somewhere. So cool. we drove over to it during that hour and did like a TikTok <laughs> with this billboard. That's so 20 cool. bucks. I was like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Right. So keep that in mind. Get a blip. You know, they got billboards in Canada, too. It's, yeah. it's the way to go. I learned about the uh, the set poster frame technique. So, like, if you have uh, in your bin, if you have the the thumbnails, you know, you can kind of scrub through them. If you hit, I think it's Shift P or something like that, you can actually change the the thumbnail associated with it, so you can know exactly which clip has what imagery. Hey, that's that's actually mad smart. I never look at it that way. I always put it in list view, and then mm-hmm. if I I like write in the description like what I need to know. Nice. I learned um, something. Oh, you did? You got one? All right, go I for it. What do you one. got? Uh, I didn't know you could do this really until like last week, but you know how you can label things different colors? Like if you right click on it, you go to label, it's oh. got all the different colors listed out. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can actually go into your preferences and change what that label is called. So you can type in and say, instead you would delete yellow, for example, and you could put SFX or sound effects. Yeah. And you can right click. I didn't know that you could do that. I thought it was just locked into the colors titled as they were, but you can go into the preferences and... Even it's, make you can, new colors that don't even yeah, you, exist you in can the make native setting. Custom Crazy. colors too. What I did was I went in there and I because I can never tell the difference between like cerulean site like and you know Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. they're all just so close that I, I just made one that's like yellow, neon green, whatever. So like I know yeah. like what they are. Well shit, we got two what we learned last week. Oh, I did good. learn Jordan, something as well. Oh, this last great. So now okay, oh. Chris, you're gonna have to vamp oh. a little bit so I can find <laughs> something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, what, what, Jordan, go uh, ahead. Yeah, yeah you? so I learned something crazy. So what me and Tyler like to do is we like to label uh, all of our like sound effects. If it's like dialogue, it's like the normal like green. If it's like a sound effect, it's like yellow. Or if it's like music, it's like the mango color, whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I learned that in your like your project file, um, you have all your different bins. So if you label, so let's say I have my sound effects bin of all these sound effects I might use later on. If I just right click all those and then label them, when I drag them into my timeline, it'll be that color as well, which blew my mind. So if I labeled them all yellow in the project file, I drag them into the timeline, they're still yellow. Crazy. Instead of labeling them when you drag them in. Yeah. Yeah. After some crazy. Um, Guys, I'm not going to lie. I, don't, I like, don't know if I have anything. Well, you, you had one in the first half. I did, I did have one in the first half, which I guess I could, I could restate here. Um, so it's basically the idea that, uh, illustration rates haven't changed in like 30 years, like for illustrators who are like maybe creating, uh, uh, an illustration for a, a newspaper or like for like the New Yorker or something like that. I'm not trying to like call it the New Yorker by name. Cause I don't know if they're what their rates are like, but this is just something I saw from, uh, you remember at the podcast thing that we went to, um, mm-hmm. on Airfest. on Airfest, we met Andy J pizza. 
the guy who shout out to Andy J Pizza. The he's an illustrator. He, write, he illustrates illustrates children's books, and he he makes really really cool stuff. Oh yeah, I have some of his stickers. Yeah, he's he's a genius, uh, Andy J Pizza. But he retweeted something about that, and I was just like, damn, got to put this on the uh, what what I learned last week. So a very unceremonious end. You guys all had like really good ones about editing. And I'm like, oh, people aren't getting paid. (laughs) I'm like anti-capitalist out here. I learned that the the first animated feature film ever was made in Argentina. Um, A lot of people think that like Snow White and the Seven Doors is one of the, the first animated feature films. But apparently 20 years before that, there was a full-length animated feature made in Argentina, and it was a political satire. It was called, I, I can't, it's it's Spanish, El oh. Apostol, made up of 58,000 drawings and had a running time of 70 minutes. See, that's that's pretty incredible, and that just goes to show Hollywood out here, uh, Amer- America washing history, being like, no, we were first. America, America <laughs> did it first. Like, no, America didn't do shit first, bro. Uh, America basically did nothing first. Uh, all right. So me for mine, mine's not related to film at all. And it's not even something I learned last week. It's just something I thought of again. But, um, you know, back in the day in the way, way back before the U S was even a country in, in England in like the 15, 1600, some shit, the, the Royals, like the, the highest class members of society, uh, spoke a lot of French and all hmm. the poor people lived in the countryside all spoke English, right? And so when we talk, a lot of words are borrowed from French now in modern society. And they're usually words that have to do with like higher concepts that the poor people weren't uh, exposed to. Um, One thing that's interesting though, is that when it comes to food, uh, the reason that we talk, the way we talk about meat, uh, the animal name is usually drawn from the countryside people from English, but the name of the meat that the animal produces, the meat that after it's cooked and that we consume, that's all usually said in French. So for example, cows, right? We call them cows, it's the English word, but beef, when it's being, when it's meant to be eaten, that's comes from the French boeuf, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But in French, the word boeuf just means cow. So like hmm. that's, so we're literally using the French word for the animal as its meat name, right? So same with the uh, pig, pork, right pork is french for pig sheep mutton right mutton is french for sheep so it's uh it's it's kind of interesting i don't know that's it what that's do you what think I'm, the poor people called hors d'oeuvres hordivores snacks <laughs> yeah. i was i was saying the poor people uh, were out here just eating pies and shit like that i don't know or not even pies they're probably just eating like wheat and potatoes meat and pie yeah, I don't even know. They, I don't even know where they were getting their meat from, though. But who knows? Cow pie. Oh, cow pie. That's a very different thing. No, oh, no, no. <laughs> no, that's not it. That ain't it. What I learned last week is that Spain is about to issue a digital nomad visa. The plan is to oh. issue a digital nomad visa. Non-EU residents. Th- this is rumored. I think it's going to be released in September, fully announced. But non-EU residents are invited to apply. And I think the only kind of thing is you have to have like 3,000 euros. You have to demonstrate that you have 3,000 euros in your bank account to apply. That's it. That's pretty cool. And then uh, it's supposed to be five years total, but like the terms are not announced yet. So it might be like, you know, maybe two years and you have to renew after mm-hmm. that or something. Please send me the link. Send me the link yeah. after. <laughs> oh, I, I will. It's dude, it seems like it's going to be cool. But again, I think that's just to apply. I don't 
think that like you get in just by doing that. You, mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be an application process. Sure, sure. But that seems pretty cool. You know, go to Spain and just chill on the beach and oh, Barcelona. I love Barcelona, wonderful city. Yeah, me too. Um, Ruslan, why don't you go next? What did you learn last week? Well, uh, last week I was traveling Poland, and uh, I discovered uh, there was a what. Tragedy, tragic event during the World War Two. So, sorry, our our part of the world is in war, so kind of hard to get rid of this thought. So, uh, there was an event called Warsaw Uprising. It was at the very end of it was on August first, actually, of 1944, when the Home Army of Poland, called Armia Krajowa, tried to start the uprising and uh, basically fight Nazi army and get it out of uh, Warsaw. Uh, sadly, this action was brutally suppressed by Nazi regime. And as a result, more than 100,000 people were killed. And uh, 85% of the city of Warsaw was basically destroyed to the ground. And every year, people of Warsaw uh, kind of have a every year on August 1st, 1st have a a Warsaw Uprising Remembrance Day. So at 5 p.m., everyone at the street stands still. They launch air sirens, and for one minute, everyone is just standing, not moving on the street, and basically uh, paying respect to Polish army and uh, this horrible event on 1944. It's a uh, Kind of don't know for Polish, Polish nation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like America doesn't um, doesn't have anything where anyone's like nothing, nothing like that. I mean, knock on wood, nothing like that has ever really happened where we've we've like had a memory. Nine Eleven is the closest thing, mm-hmm. but even nine eleven, like at this point, so many people. Not to be that guy, but a lot of people don't really fucking care about it. Like in no. New York, people yeah. care about it, but in the middle of the country, like people are like, oh yeah, okay, you know. Yeah, I was in New York. I was at the 9/11 memorial. Well, it looks impressive. It really makes you think and kind of. Yeah, my you know my thing that I think is ridiculous. I went to the 9/11 memorial and there's like the fountain. And there's mm-hmm. people just like taking, taking selfies. Pictures, hey, dude. here I am. That's exactly like, what I was about to like, bring what up. What are you doing? <laughs> like, it's it's, it's, more about it's the exactly cloud. the same. It's exactly the same one. In memorial of Jews in Europe, people kind of have this massive concrete stones and they making selfies in front of it. So, dude, it's yeah. not about fun. Pay some respect. So, when I was yeah. in New York, mm-hmm. staying at this 9 11 memorial, I was just looking at the abyss and how the water flows down and can about all the lives and the people who suffer from that so mm-hmm. makes it make, makes you think about something important yeah. in, your, in your life yeah that's what i mean that's what those memorials are for it's not not for doing tiktoks in front of uh chris uh chris what do you got for your what we learned last week um so i learned that a jiffy like i'll be back in a jiffy mm-hmm. is an actual unit of time but it's it's like used in several different ways. So like in electronics, it's the period of uh, an AC power cycle, which is either 160th or 150th of a second. Uh, in computing, it was originally the time between two ticks of a system timer interrupt 
And it's also used in computer animation uh, as one one hundredth of a second. And it's also informally known as one light foot, which is equal to approximately one nanosecond. So the Jiffy is a very versatile unit of time. Yeah, it seems like it just means a quickly a very short <laughs> amount of time <laughs> how many how many jiffies are your your assignment for the listeners for the sizzlers email us try to try your best to calculate how many jiffies are in a day that's that's what i want to know how many jiffies are in one day so i learned last week that the mississippi river starts in minnesota wow yeah for some reason i always thought that it uh, went all the way up to the Great Lakes. Uh, but no, it starts kind of Western Minnesota. It's wild. Yep. I learned last week that when you're on a production crew trip, um, it's always best to go get a six pack of whatever you want to drink and just hold it down at your Airbnb slash hotel because you never know what fuck ass rules are going to be in place at Facts. the <laughs> local hangouts. Facts. What I learned last week was that if you're in Minnesota, like and you order food, just be prepared oh for God. it to be like three meals worth of food and you shouldn't eat the whole thing in one sitting or you're gonna feel like absolute dookie. So what I learned last week is that uh, Kit Kats are super popular in Japan and they've, Kit Kat has made more than 300 limited edition seasonal and regional flavors of Kit Kat bars uh, since 2000, which is just kind of, I, like, I, I, I've i seen flavored Kit Kats before, but I didn't realize the scale of it. Like, he, here's just some random ones on this list. Uh, there is Cappuccino. There is Choco Banana. There is Green Bean Kit Kat. Black Tea. Green Bean? Miso Green. Soup Kit Kat. Uh, rock Salt Kit Kat. Uh, soy sauce Kit Kat, wasabi Kit Kat. I think I've seen that one before. Watermelon Kit Kat. Like, there's some really interesting ones. Ooh, red potato Kit Kat. That's. I wonder if that's any good. Roasted corn. Now, hot Japanese the one chili. That, the one. Ugh. The one. The one that I could see being good is salt. I think the salt Kit Kat is probably really tasty. Um, but. The one that threw me was green bean. I thought I, I heard a green tea, but I didn't know there was a green bean. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Green. I bean. see. That's the thing. I, I knew I knew they were big in Japan. I didn't realize that it was to that extent that where they made all these limited flavors. See, why can't Same. we have that in America? Why do we just have to stick to the plain ones? They suck. I mean, they don't suck. I will good, say but like that's one of the best parts of living in New York is there's so many bodegas and, and I guess like I don't know, ethnic stores that well, have there's also just like these straight up Japanese specialty stores, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they, you can usually find cool stuff like that. Like the one of my favorite treats that I found is uh, the turtle chips, the sweet corn flavored turtle chips. I know you've had them before. They like they're in the grocery store beneath me, which makes me so happy. Like they're just fucking delicious. And I don't think like if I lived in Florida, I don't think I would have ever found those. Yeah, they're definitely a pretty, a pretty tasty little snack. And I, yeah, the variety is a, is a blessing. The fact that we have access to so many different little snacks. I personally, I'm not much of a snacker, but uh, I, Me neither. you know, I'm no Vince. I'm no Vince, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the the variety of snacks is definitely good. Um, for my, what I learned last week, I think I wrote emails into the rundown. Um, 
So you might have known this, I didn't know this, but I learned that you can just use your Gmail account, like you can create infinite amounts of email addresses from your Gmail account. You don't need yeah, to you, like you create a plus, new email right? account. That's exactly it. So if your email address is, you know, bob at gmail.com and you sign up for Fubo TV and you want the free trial, you can just make your new email address bob, then the plus sign, and then FuboTV at gmail.com. And then that way you'll know also like if anyone's like selling your data or like giving your data away to other places or whatever. Um, but exactly. yeah, since, and then you can like every month you can just make a new one, get a new FuboTV. So Bob FuboTV, you know, August 22, then September 22, just make a new one every every month. Um, but that was a big, uh, a big lesson for me. So I'm, I just started using that, so hopefully it'll, Make my uh, make my email game a little more uh, organized. All right, I learned that the this is from the Atlantic, so highbrow stuff. The original erasers <laughs> were bread, moist bread. Until the 1770s, humanity's preferred way of erasing errant graphite marks were relied on bread that had been decrusted, moistened, and balled up. I had no idea. What That's wasteful. You can erase so stuff with bread. Wow. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. I love I love Jonanna after a power hour. He's shouting everyone out. <laughs> um, I'll go I'll go next. Mine mine I wrote House Hunters International. I had a meeting today with this producer for this hiking with rappers show, and he like offhand brought up that he used what? to work on House Hunters International. Did you say hiking with rappers? Oh, you he was he was he wasn't out here. No, yet. I didn't hear. You can't hear anything back there. It's hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot as shit. It's sizzling back there. You can't hear anything. We're starting a show called hiking with yeah. rappers tomorrow oh my um, i know i know damn we who's the first we rapper can you say well the yeah i can i'll sure i'll say whatever i don't know if i can but they whisper uh, it's in and uh oh so, you're, oh, so yeah, this yeah. is already filmed you guys are cutting it okay yeah um he worked on house hunters international i thought that was cool i was like i love that show i, love I that was show like too. i want to work on yeah, that man. show sometime that show's awesome but yeah okay so what did you learn last week so uh did you know that danny devito was one of the producers of pulp fiction no oh, I yeah know that. that's kind of yeah. cool he was the executive yes. producer his, yes his company his okay. company jersey that. films they jersey were like they, they financed it and then they also financed reno 911 did you know that I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on over there? Wait, I, I feel like you said this Reno 911 thing before. No, 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 no. Because you guys were talking about Reno 911 before. Uh, I don't oh, remember about the why. Shit. Yeah, but but he was also one the of the executive what? producers of Quibi. Reno 911. Thought you said the Kobe shit. I, was like, I don't think we talked about Kobe. R.I.P. Uh, well, I learned that. Uh, yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Guest of the show. He's mm -hmm. having a baby. That's right. That's right. I don't know if we're allowed to announce it, but we just did. Oh. So maybe all like seven people who hear this hmm. are gonna are gonna. Should I know. come up with another one? No, I think we're good. I think we'll uh, we'll bleep the name. How about that? Okay. And that way people won't know who that's, the fuck is that's having even a baby. Better. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. For me, I wrote uh, Tree Fort down. The reason I wrote that is because Tree Fort uh, submissions are open now, Ooh. and uh, they're now taking podcast submissions which i didn't really? realize that they were doing that story for it i guess in podcast are merging podcast for it i don't know maybe but the second sizzle reel live i submitted us so sizzle reel has been submitted what if so, we don't get in oh dude i wouldn't be surprised if we don't get oh, in no. because the thing is like i've submitted before to play and yeah. they've been like yo the music like we would we would let you play but like you're working and you're gonna have a lot of shit to do like yeah i don't know if you're gonna be able to play on top of it and i was yeah. like yeah fair enough yeah that's true but um i'll tell you what if i ever do play a live set i will play one 
place only, and that's Tree Forest, the only place I'll ever play. Okay. Never playing anywhere I'll, else. I'll, I might go. Yeah, you should. You should. You're going to be in the band. You're going to be a backup <laughs> dancer. You're going to do the Swamp Bug in the back. <laughs> swamp Bug is a classic dance. Can't um, wait. Uh, there's a national Adderall shortage, and I didn't know that. Oh, oh. shit. Are you kidding? I'm almost I heard out. about that on TikTok. Chris, you better be careful. There's a shortage. People think it's because of like those apps that like, I mean, I get ads for them on TikTok. I don't yeah, know if you guys same. do. Where it's like, do you want Adderall? Because there's this <laughs> app that a fi- fucking fake psychiatrist writes you a script. And I did that. I signed up for one of those apps. Some fucking lady wrote me a script. And I went to fill it like a week ago and they're like, there's a shortage. Like, we don't have it. It's back order. Do they have like Vyvanse or any like That's what I was going to ask her. Like, America's so fucked. Yeah. But so, <laughs> and also, crazy. a lot of people think that it's a fake shortage that, you know, it's a uh, mm, manufactured, manufactured shortage. Yeah. Just pr- press your own methamphetamine salts. You'll be fine. Unbelievable. Please, I no. That is that is not. <laughs> that real does not sign off. Sign off on that. Um, I know a guy. Don't worry. What I learned he'll, last he'll week. Supply America. Look, we're gonna go clockwise down the table. What I learned last week is the difference between acronyms and initialisms. So basically, like an, initi- an ah. initialism is like you know if if you like ASPCA. You know, or whatever. It's just like you say the letters. You don't actually combine it into Mm -hmm. a word. And an acronym would be like Feb Def H Dog, because (laughs) that's not that's not a real cold line. Because that doesn't actually that's not an acronym. That doesn't stand for something. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. (laughs) Maybe an acronym would be like ASAP. There you go. As soon as possible. That's not that's not one either. Well, ASAP's not a word though. You know, ASAP acronym. I'm, but, I'm but, confused. Right, so I guess I didn't learn it. I guess I didn't learn it. <laughs> no, but like you say ASAP, you know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. Right. Or some people okay. say ASAP and scuba. it's like. How about that? Scuba. Uh, it's not scuba? a word, but you say scuba? it. Oh, I guess Scuba's I guess if it's, if it's pronounced as a word. Yeah, if you say okay. it as a word. So, so like if you NASA say it as a word, or ASCII or. Scuba. Scuba. That's an acronym. Yeah. If it's just like ASPCA, like you said, if you just say right. the letters, that's initialism. Right. NBC is an initialism. NBA, but like NIFL. That's the NFL. Niffle. Niffle is an acronym. NDA. That would be an initialism. I say NDA. Oh. Can you sign this NDA? Uh, what's your thing, Amy? That's interesting. You wrote Scream. Okay. So this, again, I did preface this by saying this is slightly embarrassing since this is like a, you know, film media industry podcast. But Hardly at this point. I just this week realized what the Wilhelm Wilhelm scream was oh my god dude every single time it comes on I laugh at it and Lisa's always like what are you laughing at I'm like it's a Wilhelm scream so I've always heard that and but this week I kind of went down this Twitter I found this thread on Twitter and I ended up going down this rabbit hole and watching videos and learning a lot about it very interesting and the best part is that post produce like editors will basically put it into films now just like as a joke yeah and there there was one video that was saying a lot of directors like don't want to use it obviously like we don't fucking need that now yeah. um but editors will just like well i think you know, sneak, it sneak it in a lot of directors also feel maybe disrespected by someone throwing that in because it's almost like you basically shitting on their work yeah but i thought that was pretty funny it's it's also like if you listen to the scream it is such a ridiculous it really like it's not how anyone no i was about to say what is it i mean i first heard that term 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I first heard that term as a James Blake song. James Blake has oh, really? a song from his like 2010 album called The Wilhelm Scream. It's it's crazy because like even in, in newer movies, they'll put it in like serious like fighting yeah. sections where it's not a comedy at all. And they just slip that in there. Also, and it just cracks me up. I, I like to like when I worked on that one NBC sports thing, the soccer, it's, it's called football. Mm-hmm. I definitely snuck in a frame like I like to do that too, like sneak in like a joke frame. Like, you know, that like weird. uh What's it called when an animal is like stuffed after it's dead? Oh, taxidermy. There's like a, you know, that weird taxidermied cat thing that's like shrugging. Yeah. I, uh, I slipped that into an intro where there was like a flashback. So it was going through a bunch of like flashback <laughs> oh, things. Yeah. And then I uh, put that in there. So that aired on NBC sports. That's just the, <laughs> the cat thing. Um, uh, Chris, what's, what's yours? You, you wrote down champing at the bit. Yeah. So I learned last week that. The term isn't chomping at the bit. That's how I've always said it, but it is champing at the bit. Uh, and hmm. it means to show impatience at restraint or to be restless. And it comes from something said about horses when they bite their bits repeatedly and rest is, rest, restlessly, they champ. So they don't chomp. They, they don't chomp. They champ. It's champing at the bit. Chomp, horses champ. Mm-hmm. It's, very, it's very good stuff. Um, I learned about... Uh, it's like an AI painting program, basically. It's called NVIDIA Canvas. We, we might have mentioned it on the show before, but I obviously wasn't listening if we did because uh, I just found this last week. And it's it's a very cool program. It's in beta right now. You can download it. And you use it uses AI to turn brush strokes into realistic landscape images. So say, for example, it, it's like it's MS Paint, but with awesome technology behind it, you can choose oh i want this to be trees and you can draw some trees and it kind of depending on what you can you, draw some your idea of what trees are exactly Just like a stick with some 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 curls on it well, I mean, I think I think it'll generate the trees. Like if you just brush across, it'll generate trees. And if you kind of like erase some, it'll rearrange the trees. You can draw. Uh, you it's, can. It's that detail. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you can take. Uh, like a water brush and you can make a lake with the trees you can make mountains you can make sky dirt whatever and you can kind of combine them all and depending on where you draw everything it will change kind of the structure and the shape of what you're painting on so you can make some like fairly realistic looking digital art very quickly and easily you don't really even have to have any skill at all you just have to download the program i will say um it, it the program doesn't download, so that's that's oh. one thing. I've, I'm at it right it did, now. It didn't download for me either, but I, think, I thought it was I my think, browser. I think it's because it doesn't work for Mac. I think it needs to be Boo. Windows. Yeah, because like I'm trying to download it, and it says, uh, "Please go to a desktop version of the browser." Yeah, but then I look I down, and it's the platform is Windows, and it well, says your OS has to be Windows 10. So, so uh, there we go. All the artists, all the artists who use Mac are fucked. Um, here's my what I learned last week. Um, I learned a lot of things about moving. I think this is the most successful move I've had so far where like, Hmm. you know, yes, I paid like a decent amount of money, but also, you know, one thing I learned that I kind of already knew is move mid month. Yeah. You're not competing with anyone for the elevator. So move mid month, super chill move in the morning, the late later morning. So that way the elevator, everyone is going to work has gone. They've left. Yep. And you basically have the building and the streets kind of to yourself. So like from, I think they showed up at nine uh, and we were, we didn't start really until like nine fifteen. 
So from 9.15 is when we started, 11.45, everything was done and moved into the new place. Damn. Two and a half hours, took full me, move. Took me like five or six hours. Just just long enough where we had to pay for the second half of the day. Yeah, we did our two and a half hours, super quick. Um, and then the last thing I learned is just like, you know, you got to plan ahead and think of where you're going to be sleeping that night <laughs> because because <laughs> I didn't do that. And I was like, as I finished packing the night before, I was like, okay, the last things I've left are like the pillows and shit. I was like, mm-hmm. but they're really light. I can just grab those myself at some point. And I was like, and I'm almost out of space. Let me use the rest of my space on the heavy shit that I don't want to move. The movers yep. are going to move it that we got everything done. And then last night I was going to bed and I was like, oh, that's right. All my pillows are at the old apartment. So all of my my blankets were still there because I used them to pack the like okay. the all right. uh, fragile stuff, but Fragile-y. that was it. So yeah, those are my things. So, Slept on a blanket. Move in the morning, move in the middle of the month, and don't forget your pillows. Hey, um, I learned that much like uh, humans can be right or left-handed, uh, many animals are right or left pod. Uh, huh. Or for like this one kind of blew my mind, elephants can be left or right tusked like oh wow yeah and like one to one tusk will will grow longer and be used a lot more than the other one damn it's fucking nuts man i wonder if they'll i wonder if it's like a 50 50 split or if it's it's the same as oh yeah mostly righties i don't i don't have that data i'm sorry look it up you got a week um (laughs) my what i learned last week is about the metric system um i don't know if you knew this but the u.s yes was supposed to be on the metric system yeah they tried it once no, no, but it was, it's not even that they tried it. It was like requested to be like back in, I think it was 1792 or something like that. Thomas Jefferson, it was when Thomas Jefferson was the, I think I'm, I'm going to get a lot of th- little tiny things wrong, but That's the fine. main idea is there. I think he was the secretary of state or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it was a time when uh, measurements were still very different across the U.S. and everywhere. And like in New York, they were using Dutch methods in um, New Amsterdam uh, in other places. They were using English methods, whatever. It was all over the place. So he had heard about this new thing that was being developed in France called the metric system. <laughs> and he was like, yo, we need to do the metric system here. So he sent like a letter to the French like government. Basically, yeah. was like, hey, we want to implement the system in our country. Can you please like send over, you know, someone to to teach us it and impl- help us implement it. Yeah. And so at the time they had a metal rod that was exactly one meter long and they had some sort of weight with a little handle on top that weighed exactly one kilogram. And that was like kind of, you know, the, the base units. Right. Okay. And so they sent a guy over, uh, to with this stuff, a representative from France to like help us implement the system. Yeah. So they were on the boat on their way over here and they ran to a big storm. It blew them off course and they ended up way south of where they needed to land. And they got basically uh, jumped by uh, British pirates. Of right. Course. So these British pirates like took this guy into captivity, uh, but they like fucked him up so bad that he ended up dying in captivity. <laughs> And they saw wow. this package that they had intercepted as yeah. well, and it was addressed to like the government. And so they were like, "Oh, fuck! Uh, well, we don't want to open this. We don't want to fuck with this. Like, we already killed this guy. Like, this is not good. Let's uh, just get this package uh, over to wherever." Morality of by pirates. The, by the time all of this fucking happened, they 
the, Thomas Jefferson was no longer the Secretary of State by the time it got back to the U.S. Yeah. That package got there. So uh, they basically ended up like opening this thing and being like, oh, what's this? Like this weird metal rod and this thing. And they just kind of held on to it. And uh, it was held in the family of whoever was a Secretary of State. And then, uh, yeah, I don't even know what ended up happening to it. But basically, because the weather blew this fucking boat off course, we don't have the metric system. <laughs> hey, look. How fucking crazy is that? We we measure our bullets using the metric system. It's true. I mean, we, we're all over the place. But I think it's just so funny that like, you know, there was a concerted effort made like on multiple parties behalf to like get the shit going and it just like didn't happen. You know, so it, weird. in Canada, they they drive their they they measure their speed in kilometers per hour, but they still measure their cars by mileage. See, yeah, they they don't know what's up. I I can only think that if this French dude had actually gotten here, things would be so different. So, what I learned last week, I actually learned tonight. Wow. I learned that Cuba grew up on a farm yeah, that, that he leased out for farmers to grow alfalfa on to feed to cows, and he ran a taco truck in high school yeah, for you, charity. Him running a this taco was in truck in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, you ran a taco truck in Wisconsin. Sorry. I would have thought with free organic grass-fed beef well he got it for free but yeah. I, I think they charged for it but it was for but, the so the food was fucking whatever, dank because right? they sourced the best meat for for the wow. tacos it was fucking incredible yeah. brian what'd you learn uh, this week i thought i already answered that well, no you were talking about like philosophy or some shit what i learned this week yeah um i learned uh you really got to look at those good sink options <laughs> <laughs> that counts <laughs> Brian just fucking yeah. deleted all get of into the, You really need to I've take learned, the time to look at the good thing. I've learned yeah. that if your footage is disappearing and your projects keep disappearing <laughs> related, related. for <laughs> several <laughs> days in a row, every time you try to do something, it's gone five minutes later. Maybe you should like look into why that's happening and not just pretend it's okay. Which is yeah. that's what I learned. Okay, your good, good thing night. <laughs> I just think it's fucking it's hilarious so that he didn't know that until like three hours left in the entire event. <laughs> I thought it was like some no, sync no, no. problem. There's, there's a Perfectly good. Teams There's a and perfectly also good thing. Something it's going on. It's because he wouldn't notice until he's exported things in his own file structure. Those are the things. Yeah, those that are the things that got sync. deleted. Yeah, but it, but it works totally fine as long as he's receiving. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I get yeah, it. I yeah. just think it's so fun. Yeah. The, the key is to accidentally uh, set your export folder as Brian's hard drive all week. <laughs> so after you export something, you have to wait for everything to sync, so then you can put it on frame. Because yeah. I did that like five Dude, times. We could have avoided that whole thing if I made multiple jobs for everybody around. I found that out too. Oh my goodness. Um. Ooh. What I learned last. Last week, um, nobody asked, bro. Oh, okay, that's the Ooh, name of the no, segment there. He buddy. asked himself. Look, he's he, he's he's uh, he didn't want to be girl. on this podcast just a few few minutes ago. Now he's taking the mic like three times. He didn't have a question earlier, and now he's taking the mic like three times. Um, what I learned, hmm, uh, okay, I I learned that the best episode of The Simpsons is the one where the where Homer uh, gets the pet lobster. Yeah, that's a good episode. I feel like I changed my episode of The Simpsons. That's my favorite, like once every couple months. But Mr. Pinchy, that one was so fucking funny. You gotta love it when you got a pet lobster. That shit's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, so that's it. 
What are you Did talking somebody about, somebody accidentally boil it at the end or something like that? What, what happened? He, he accidentally it. Yeah. boiled it. He accidentally it. boiled it. Yeah, he yeah, drew yeah. up a bath for it, and it was a boiling hot oh, bath. Oh, that's so hilarious. Chris, what are, you, what are you talking that about? That is hilarious. You think my mic's off? Is, is, my is mic's on? on? My mic's on, yeah. Am okay. I too quiet? I, it, it, yeah, it just Yo. sounds hey, yeah, hey. a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking quiet. I guess I'll have to try to fix this in post. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so I learned about a... Uh, a feature in After Effects, and I think this is actually a really basic feature. I've just never really needed to use it, but it's guide layers. Like you can uh, select a layer and tell it to be a guide layer so that when you export, it does not export with the rest of the composition. So basically, like what I would do if I needed some sort of guide, say I'm making a video for TikTok and I just want to have an idea of where all the little icons are so I can right. frame the video around them. Um, I would just turn on that layer, do my edits and then turn it off before exporting. But yeah. if you uh, convert it to a guide layer, then you can just leave it on the whole time. And when you export it, doesn't show up. That's kind of dope. So like overlays and stuff like that. Exactly. Damn, I got to learn how to do that. Um, mine is about license plates. <laughs> it's that the first ever license plates in like the US were in New York. Um, cause you know, it makes sense. We had more cars at that point, Yeah, but there still were so few cars that the way that they did the license plate numbering is you literally just had to make a plate and put it on the front of your car with your, with your initials. Oh, <laughs> that's, wow. And that's how they knew who was driving that car. That like barely even <laughs> yeah, makes sense. That's like before there were, that's when there were so few cars that you just put your initials on the front of your car. Damn. And obviously, you know, now we are where we are. A lot of license plates. Uh, Mike Bliss, you got one? Um, I learned about this crazy hack on Southwest that, uh, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I actually did learn that. I, I, I didn't yeah. know that, but, um, I'm trying to think. So I guess one thing, it's not really like learned, like I knew it existed, but in terms of like video stuff, um, we, so setting up the shoot this week, we, we basically were exposing with, you know, false color, mm-hmm. um, which like I was sort of neglected before I was like, uh, like. I can expose this properly, but, uh, it was actually, maybe it was just the cameras we were using or something, but like, it was so useful to, yeah. um, actually expose, you know, scientifically properly using false color. And then while I was editing some of the footage today, just like very quickly, you're, you basically just, you're almost done color yep. grading it because it's just literally perfect. It, like how you shot, you just drop that LUT on yeah, or whatever. Exactly. And so it's, it's like, it's like, I, I knew that was a thing, but I sort of Neglected never really the like, usefulness of it. yeah, I kind of was like, nah, it's fine. Like I, I know how to expose this kind of thing, but it's yeah. like, that was super useful. And then the other thing that I guess I learned this week was, um, just in general was to, um, not like I always try to just do too many things and to just do less things sometimes mm-hmm. because I literally like rebooked my flight um, leaving New York because I just overbooked stuff and I just got super stressed out. So yeah. um, just to like say no to things yeah. still like I feel yeah. like that's always a thing that I I still struggle with that. Well, it's because you never know what's coming next. So like at some point you say no and then he's already regretting saying yes to the sizzle reel i can I tell, know, I can I, tell I, exactly <laughs> like like the podcast just don't do well that. i mean look we have to be we got we have a call in like three minutes so. yeah that's but true what yeah. i was gonna say was that like if you uh you know it's weird because you know freelancing it's always like that if you say no to something then maybe the next two months nothing's there and you're like yeah. fuck i should have yeah. said Exa- yes exactly. while yeah. there. Yeah, you always so. want to just take what you can get but sometimes it, sometimes you just shouldn't if you have already a bunch of things just like you have to protect your it's own just like time too it's always a guessing game it's a right. fucking yeah. balance
Last week, I learned that Randy Johnson, former major league pitcher, is a professional photographer. Wow. Yeah. He, uh, Does he photograph birds? No. So he has, at least on his website. There was he, one time he hit a bird with a pitch. I remember. <laughs> yes. No, I know. The bird died. Yeah. It, was, it exploded, yeah, dude. It, it was, was wild. So you should yeah. watch it, Amy. It's terrible. That sounds kind cursed. Of, it's kind of hilarious. That sounds cursed. Um, that dude threw 100 uh, miles an hour, too. There was a time at a baseball game where a goose flew into the scoreboard. Oh, yeah? Uh, there was a goose on the field uh, on a playoff game the other night. So that's why that came up. They were like, this reminds me of, I saw it on Twitter, like, this reminds me of this time. And a goose was in the field, and they kept chasing it, and it started to fly away. And they're like, there he goes. He's out of here. He's going to fly out of the stadium. And then, boom, he flies the scoreboard. He <laughs> just falls down. They're like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> I love that they, like, called attention to it. And they're like, uh, oh, The camera was never following mind. the goose the whole time. <laughs> Rip. Fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, so on his his website, he, uh, he has a gallery, and he lists concerts, travel, and wildlife as, like, you know, the three that he's he's showing off. And uh, he was on the sidelines for an NFL game a week or two ago. What? So he does he does sports as well, which That's makes cool. sense. So dude's like six foot five, throws a hundred miles an hour, and great photographer. It's fucking hilarious because like he made like millions and millions of dollars, and instead he's probably like out here driving down freelance rates. He's like, oh, don't worry, man, I'll do it for free. And they're like, great, we get Randy Johnson for free. <laughs> and there's photographers who are like, bro, what the fuck? Like, Oh, you're going to charge to shoot my wedding? Randy Johnson did it for free. <laughs> it's like for a friend of mine. Okay, fuck you. Um, oh, do you got something named me or you want me to yeah, go? Yeah, I, I learned um, what a melt is. Oh, yeah. So y'all were getting some some footage in for one of our sports clients. And I always hear you talking about a melt. Like, oh, I'll send the melt over. Oh, I got the melt. And I asked what it was. And I learned that it's literally everything that you will need for that project like all the different angles um from you know the shot of the game so it's i guess it's it's like a a full package i guess what they just call yep, it a melt the total, I, package. I the total package and aka a melt um and it mostly only applies for sports we think i think but that's the only time I've encountered the only time it. I've yeah. used it as well. Anyway, so that's what I learned. But the melt is very useful. It's the most useful thing. Um, all right. What I learned was that Koji Kondo, the guy who wrote the Mario music, hmm. um, I learned that those weren't, uh, they weren't just like his own melodies. They were interpolated melodies from yeah. other places. Yeah. I, I feel like that. a lot of people knew it, but I learned it. And here's uh, some of the audio. This is the main theme. Mm -hmm. The original version. And this is a different song. This is a song called T Square or something like that. So he got that. And there's the underground theme. We all know and love this one. Mm hmm. Now, I think the third one on this, I think is a stretch. Yeah. That's sick. That bass line. You gotta, get, you gotta get inspiration from everywhere. Yeah. That's all it comes down to. Huh? Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. It's... But still, pretty cool. I mean, it just shows, you know, what do they say? Good artists borrow, great artists steal or something like that. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the saying. Is that the line? I mean, but obviously the interpretations of it are so different. 
Oh like, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I love it though. You know, it's uh, it's really cool. I might have to put that Super Mario uh, theme song as my new theme song. Like every time I walk in somewhere. Vince, did you learn anything last week, or are you just gonna be ask, along for ask the ride? Me second. Okay, Chris, why don't you go first? Uh, well, I learned uh, that one of the best basketball players of all time was born in Akron, Ohio. His name is Wardell Stephen Curry II. Oh wow! Yep, born in Akron, while his dad Dell played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. 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 Wait, so Steph Curry and LeBron were both born in Akron? Yep. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of. You got something, Vince? Uh, I learned that uh, the Hallmark Channel is launching their holiday movies this weekend. Oh. Yeah, I worked on a little project with the Hallmark Channel, and apparently they made 30 original films for this holiday season. (laughs) One for each day. One for each day, starting this Friday. A capitalistic plug for the people that paid me. They're making... So they're all about Christmas? They've made 30 holiday films for this specific season, and they start tonight. Are they bad? I don't know. I, I haven't mean, seen them, but Hallmark they're 30. Movies. They're you, 30 holiday movies. Not including the the, the ones that they've made like prior years. Quantity over quality. Hey, you know yeah. what? Whatever. As long as people are watching, I guess. Yeah. Um, I learned about a thing called the Eisenhower decision matrix. Uh, the Eisenhower matrix. Basically, it's a way to think about productivity and it divides tasks upon being urgent or important, right? So if something is urgent and important, you just need to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you need to do it yourself as a founder or whatever. If something is urgent, but it's not important, you need to delegate it. Okay. So it's like it's something that like it needs to be done urgently, but not too much like is riding on it. You can just tell someone to go do it mm-hmm. because, OK, they mess up, whatever. You can just fix it real quick. Yeah. Um, if something is not urgent, but important, you need to schedule it to make sure that there is time set to get it done okay but you don't have to do it right away and if it's not urgent and not important you can delete it meaning okay. you just don't have to fucking deal with it so maybe you know take that into the future and kind of think about when things come your way you know like when you get random people messaging you on linkedin you can be like not urgent not important don't need to deal with it yeah but sometimes you know if uh someone hits you up if matt king texts you and they need he needs notes that's urgent and important you know so, so. i do it I think we all use this matrix. We just don't really. Yeah, subconsciously. Yeah, but it's a very interesting way to look at yeah, things. Yeah, so it's, it's cool to have that like you know, framework. Exactly. It's the Eisenhower matrix, baby. Shout out. Thanks, Shout out, Mr. Eisenhower. Military industrial complex. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Let's get it. Last week, I learned uh, how the IKEA naming convention system works. Oh so shit! The the this founder. I figured they just asked your mom. <laughs> 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 the the founder had dyslexia, uh, so he had trouble remembering item codes. So his system was to name specific lines after specific things. For example, outdoor furniture is named after Scandinavian islands. Uh, rugs are named after towns in Denmark or Sweden. Bed and bath accessories are named after flowers and plants. Uh, shelves are named after occupations or boys' names. Do they and, still do that, or was that just a start? I think they still do that. And I I believe that like they they do some uh, some research across, you know, to see how it comes out in different languages in case it means something stupid or fart is probably in the word all the time. Right, 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 right. Uh, But, you know, beyond that, that was just his system. So if you said 
a name of a of a product, he would immediately know what kind of product it is. Got it. Wow, that's fucking smart that's as hell. Awesome. Honestly, I need to start doing that. I don't know with what, but, <laughs> but I need to start doing that. that we're going to change our entire folder structure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's the ones based off the Scandinavian islands. That's where all the Intel stuff is. Um, uh, I, I just wrote down textfiles.com. It was just like some random thing I found out about, and it's just got a bunch of old text files from the years 1980 to 1995. I haven't really That's read any cool. of them, but the artwork one is pretty cool. Like if you click on artwork, you'll see it's a collection of uh, what's called ASCII, ASCII art or something like that so uh basically you know you can scroll down and click i don't know what's this monkey.vt like i don't even know what this is but oh it's an animation of a monkey Wait, where does it say artwork you know? i don't see artwork either um well have you guys tried clicking on the link i sent yeah textfiles.com yeah yeah wait slash, slash directory oh no oh. I just, yeah see there's there's a link in there um yeah well i'm not so reading the link if you click on click on links like so i don't this know this told me not found so what link yeah. oh well i don't have like access simpsons.txt is like the whole it says it's got these simpsons and it says the whole damn family <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even good but to, i guess the reason i put it on there is because it, it made me think of like uh the ephemera of uh, digital things. You know what I mean? Dude, how, ask, like, ASCII art in the day. Oh, yeah. loved it. Spam yeah. that shit in the IRC chat room. Well, you know, they've been using that shit in, uh, what are they called as well? Like those contracts for um, the fuck NFTs and shit. But uh, my point is more like all of this stuff is like, it, it's just weird because you think that this is all gone forever. And, and there's probably a ton of things from like, you know, that we maybe think are like modern or whatever quote unquote from 2005 to like 2015 that are just like gone forever because we didn't have compatible kind of standards or ways to store the shit or exchange the information and now they're mm. all like gone you know i just think it's it's interesting i um, like this one old ascii picture of bob old ascii picture of bob mm-hmm. uh, see i don't i don't even know much about it but it has a lot of categories here it's got like uh drugs and Ooh. music the occult it's, uh, it's, Can it's pretty you, weird. Uh, and maybe send that link in the, the Slack. Uh, yeah, just type in textfiles.com. I did. Slash art. Slash art. Oh, slash art. Okay. Well, that's going to just be the art. Well, if you just type in textfiles.com. Yeah, but I didn't find like the directory link. Just click on just click on where are the files and oh, then they'll, they'll where pop are the up. files? This um, is great radio. But yeah, I don't even know what the hell is in here. But um, the occult, this one is all about oh, what? This Mormons one? and shit like so that. so rude. Mormons are considered the occult, I guess. I don't really fucking know. Bob? Hey, Alexia, I got something for you. Oh, what is this? What is this person doing? Where they're just walking. Around. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, is Damn. that how it works for to scroll through really fast? <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Um, Look, okay. That's the point. Textfiles.com. Amy, what'd you learn? I learned that candy corn and other candies and things are coated with beetle resin. Bug secretion. Bug poop. I learned that on the way back from the moon, Apollo 11 astronauts had to go through customs and and do a general declaration of, you know, like what what they're traveling with what they came back with just so, for fun <laughs> I, I think it was mostly a tongue-in-cheek thing yeah, yeah. but it, it includes like cargo moon rock and moon dust samples uh entered honolulu airport whatever and it's kind of funny to see like colonel edwin e aldrin jr you know just yeah. neil a armstrong and their signatures it's just silly that's wild like yeah oh my god it's kind of dystopian yeah return from the moon and go through customs I, I, fucking I, I, hell yeah um, 
I wrote medieval rope beds. Uh, the saying sleep tight comes from the old days when in like the medieval times they would use ropes as their like box spring almost oh, like, you okay. know, we use like wood slats. Yeah, yeah. So they would use ropes and sleep tight was like, hope like hopefully a, you don't hopefully sag. your ropes are tied very tightly so yeah. you can have a comfortable sleep so wow sleep tight. Yeah, there you go interesting i've never thought of that one now you know good night sleep tight i thought people just said it because it rhymed yeah. yeah but yeah i was thinking about you know i thought how, people, how kids, people wanted me to cool be cool in my sleep sleep like, tight, yeah. tight yo, yo right right up, right that makes sense too I, I think about how we still say hang up the phone yeah, you know, like yeah. kids nowadays, they've never used a. I mean, they won't understand what hanging up the phone means. Yeah, absolutely. Or, like or, a, di- or dial the phone. I mean, you're not really because before it was a round right, dial, right, right. and now oh shit, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh damn, that's nuts. Yeah, no nah, man, technology, bro, shit's wild. This is basically a tech podcast, except with like two. You know, I don't, I don't even know. We're we're just Joe Schmoes. You know, yeah. we're just doing our fucking thing. Wait, yeah. what's, what'd you learn? You can finally get to the part of the show that the you pumpkin prepared one. for. Yeah, I, I flipped off them. Uh, I got a different one now. Okay. Oh, can, I, can I do two? Or yes, can you I do? can do yeah, two. Yeah. Yes. Okay, first one. Did you know that uh, butterflies taste with their feet? I actually <laughs> learned that recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when a butterfly lands on you, they're it's tasting uh, you. They're tasting yeah. Okay. Nuts. Well, I guess you already knew that. So well, that's okay. It's like, yeah. what if we had tongues for well, legs, tongues for arms? Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Nightmare fuel. Well, okay. This is that's a fedora ass comment. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who says nightmare fuel probably wears a fedora. Facts. Yes. Facts. Okay. This one's for people who care a lot about their uh, skincare routine, like Alexi types. Uh, <laughs> it's about pumpkins. Where's the pumpkins? No, 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 no. Oh my god! Did He's you know that? Three? Did you know that tears aren't good for your skin? No. So I should stop crying. Apparently, they're salty. Apparently, the pH is different from your skin. So long exposure to tears is actually bad for it. It won't do much damage. Don't worry though. It's because okay. they're salty, right? Is that Just wait. No, because the pH is different, bro. Because yeah. it's salty. I mean, maybe it's well, got to be. I mean. What's yeah, the pumpkin I guess one, man? You made me write down pumpkin. Some pumpkins are poisonous. I, I was dominating the segment. I was ashamed, so I put the pumpkin fact I was away. Ashamed. Let me try to find it. Let me try to find it. It was. I like you teased it up top. Turns going with the the quantity. I mean, yeah, it was just that I'm pumpkins cool. are poisonous. I'm just trying to find the details. Of That's it. where the people are here for the deets. I mean, they I, need I've, I've heard deets. that there's cyanide in peach pits. Oh, and in is there really? Yeah. So you're not supposed to be chewing on peach pits. Definitely not. Holy! I mean, shit. I don't think there's enough to kill you. But oh, okay. Good. You could you could also Oof. choke on it. I don't know. Uh, well, well, here I, I chew I, it well enough. I, I found a better one, but uh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you need the pumpkin one. I like this. Okay, I, I like give me this one, one last one. You get one last one. I feel like Alexi would like. I feel like Alexi already knows this one though, but it's mildly interesting. Okay, one last one. Did you know that Ziggy Marley is the singer of the Arthur theme song? Why would I have? I did not know that. Why? Why would you think I would have known that? You're a music guy. You love music. Yeah, uh, Uh, and and I feel like you know the Arthur theme song is fucking lit. I'm not gonna lie though. Let's play it. Let's play it. Well, we're gonna probably play ourselves out with it. Last week, I learned who the very first Pokemon to be designed was. Oh, let me guess. Okay, Uh, the very first Pokemon to be designed. I'm gonna say Magikarp. Nope. Damn. All right. Well, that was my guess. Uh, It was Rhydon. Oh, weird. Uh, however, I believe Diglett was the first planned Pokemon, but not the first design. <laughs> they one. didn't plan right on it; just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 did, I didn't understand the distinction, but you know, um, well, that's pretty good. My uh, my what I learned last week is basically there is this uh, person who's been popping up a lot on my TikTok, 
Um, his content is, is, is there's a lot of it and he's very consistent, which I like. Uh, his name is DK. Uh, it's his, his handle is DKSF. So it's D E E K A Y. And then S F like San Francisco. Um, and he posts a lot of stuff about where artificial intelligence is going. Um, he specifically talks a lot about startups and, and AI. But one thing that he posted was about uh, this new kind of thing that I think he's working on. It's uh, artificial intelligence that can basically from the from the demo he played, it can output like uh, a cartoon more or less yes. based <clears throat> off of what you input. So I, I, I'm trying to talk to him more to learn more about this. But in the demo, you know, it seems like you just type in what the line is and kind of the script and it will generate the image uh, like that character or whatever. And then I guess like it'll animate their mouth to move like that. And you yeah. can also pick what kind of voice they have from like maybe in a database of voices, mm -hmm. I assume. Um, I'm assuming the way it works is like you pick a character design that's AI generated, then it references that design over and over again every time it needs to show them. It's it's very interesting, though. It's yeah. harnessing the power of artificial intelligence databases to like help create cartoons easily. It's yeah, so the idea is basically if you can write a script, you can make a cartoon without the ability to animate yeah. yourself. And I will say the cartoons look bad. Like they don't look good. Yeah, but they, this, they this look is, perfect for TikTok, this though. Is, like and to, I mean, I feel like these would, would actually like... They would work like even on YouTube and yeah, they would yeah, work yeah. as like a proof of concept or whatever. But I think that the the strength in cartoons doesn't necessarily lie in the animation style always. It's about the script. You yeah. Know, it has to be good. Yeah. Because there's a ton of sh like fuck even South Park is like the first South Park's like people didn't like like it because it was animated well. It was unique, certainly. Yeah, but, but it, it but it was about it was very comedy. rudimentary. It was about the fucking script. Yeah, of you know course, of course. Same with like the first Simpsons. Those shit oh, sucked, God, those and they weren't even funny. <laughs> 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 but that's the one where he was like, where they were like, I don't know. The he was like, let's get a frosty chocolate milkshake or whatever. You know what, what the mean? the Tracy Ullman ones? Yeah, I think they were like the really early yeah. Ones. I, I mean, for for me, the first episode of The Simpsons is the the Christmas special where they get uh, Santa's little helper. Um. Yeah. You know what? The family was together on Christmas doing the thing, and it wasn't even funny. <laughs> and now there's still doing stuff, and now it's back to not, not being really funny. being that funny. <laughs> but it is what it is. So this one is topical and I'm, I'm going to kind of combine a couple. So according to a 2009 article published in Time magazine, the phrase Black Friday was first used in the 1960s by Philadelphia newspapers, referring to the huge rush of crowds to the stores on the day after Thanksgiving. And the days from Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday, a lot for 20% of all holiday online shopping. Wow. You got to be shitting me. Yeah. I believe it. That's from Catman.Global. Capitalism has really just trained us <laughs> when and how to spend uh, our hard-earned cash. No, how, how, how fuck? You said that was from 2009? That might have been true in 2009. That's not true now, is it? Well, no, yeah. no, no, no. The, so that second part is separate from the first one, the the. I was going to say, I the feel origins like of Black Friday as a shopping term right, started yes. in the 1960s uh, from Philadelphia newspapers. Yeah, they didn't have online shopping in the 1960s. Yeah, no the, shit. 
God damn it. <laughs> roasted over here. My point is, I think the, the non-retail version of it dates back to 1869, and uh, it referred to uh, a stock mar- a stock market crash in 1869. That period was called Black Friday due to financial crisis that resulted no, from but you two were saying investors trying to drive up the price of gold. You're saying something about most people do their shopping. Yeah, it was uh, 20, 20% of online sales for uh, the holiday season. See, I don't... Oh, for the holiday season. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. yes. I thought you meant like for all of the uh, year. No, 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 no. There's no way everyone shops. I fucking people. I get my groceries on the Internet. No, on, online holiday shopping. <laughs> I get my fucking Tw- food on the Internet. I, I, I call McDonald's Same. on the Internet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> call McDonald's. I 20% of holiday. I'm middleman online <laughs> to my fucking house. It's <laughs> a fucked up shit is. Oh, I call some person working a second gig to come bring me McDonald's at 11 p.m. It's fucking nuts. Uh, Chris, that's a really good one. Yeah, that's from the Category Management Association. Oh, that's what Catman is. Yeah. That was like your personal website. <laughs> <laughs> the Catman. Cat, Catman. All right, I'll go next. Um, uh, okay. So I was saying that this might fuck up our rankings because I know we were yeah, tied. That doesn't well, matter. Well, wait, wait, for, this, this was not a game you weren't tied to the listeners. <laughs> there was no tie or win or loser. This was not a game. I was simply rating each pick. All it was I'm not saying, a contest. I recommend Look, it. I give your Adobe Premiere Shortcuts keyboard cover a five out of five, Amy. I give it a Thank five out of five. Four and a half out of no, five. No, you kind of you kind of <laughs> shit on it, though. A little bit. Four and a half out of five. I, I think this might this might fuck up my Adobe Black Friday deal because mm. Photoshop announced Uh-oh. In, in October that starting in November, they were going to paywall Pantone oh. colors. You, you're just learning about that? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fucked. Oh, wow. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a whole thing. Amy, they're going to paywall that's the to, colors. To be fair, I don't no. think that's Adobe's decision. I think Pantone did that and Adobe has decided not to pay the extra money. So mm, there is a tweet. So, so it's a combination. Fun times ahead for Adobe designers. If you open a PSD, even one that's 20 years old that has an obscure Pantone color, it will remove the color and make it black. And in order to get your color back, you have to start paying $21 a month. Yep. Just last week, uh, Linus Tech Tips or Linus, however you want to say it. He launched a video called I have to pirate colors now. How crazy is that? That's ridiculous. So so for so if you designed your thing using what was an industry standard Pantone, you thought that this was going to be like timeless. That's Look, why I designed. That's why we use Pantone. Pantone it's 230C is our color proletariat pink. That's it. You use Pantone because you think it's going to be timeless and you think it's going to be consistent across the board. And then suddenly you have to pay $21 a month to fucking and that, get your that's colors. That's super important too because when, when you think about color f- from a, a post perspective, you have to have industry standards because yeah. every single monitor is going to display things differently. They right. all have slightly different color profiles. So having that one true color is very important. So you know exactly what it is. The So to put this into perspective, this Black Friday thing, right? It's $40 a month. That was the deal. You get it down to $40 a month. Yeah. And then you add on the extra 21 for fucking Pantone. It's literally so you'd actually 50% or 33% of what you're paying it is ends, just for the colors. It ends up costing more total than Adobe would, garbage. would have cost to begin with. So that's, yeah, that's a real bummer. But that's what I learned. Hmm. 
I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't knock me down a half point. So you well, get your first we've already answer. moved on from that segment. Yeah. Yes, you don't a- get your first one of all time then. All right. Case closed on that. A- Amy, what did you learn last week? <laughs> what did Other I learn last week? Other than that Alex is a giant fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> you already knew that. Um, is it because of the diaper I'm wearing and the rattle I'm holding? That's the binky in your mouth. God damn it. I'm like um, Maggie. So... Again, I forgot to think about what I learned last week until just this very moment. So I was like, let me go on TikTok and see what videos I liked this week. Um, Nothing to do with tech, although I did see a tech TikTok and I guess I can say this, but it it didn't work for me. So I don't know how you got to pick one. It doesn't have to be about tech. I think. All right. All right. Forget it. it. I did. I did like a tech one, but I I tried it and it didn't work. Um. So I learned, this is totally irrelevant to even myself, but I learned how to get a like, like a free espresso drink from Starbucks using the Starbucks app. What? That's very relevant to everybody. But I don't have the Starbucks app, so like I can't ever use it. Alexi just got it this week. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Well, I sent it to my sister because she does use the Starbucks app. This girl did say they're going to find out and cancel this um but maybe you can still use it so apparently if you go on the starbucks app and you order under hot coffee which i guess is kind of the cheapest option yeah you order a cafe misto which is like a hot is like a hot coffee you already know this. literally what i was about to order last week yeah no so a a cafe misto and then you can you know select your milk option and then you can add whatever syrups you want and blah de blah make it so fancy Mm -hmm. so she put in her whole order i think she had like almond milk and she had like a flavor and her order total came out to seven dollars and 70 72 cents but it was listed under hot coffee so that only cost 50 starbucks stars and she had 50 in her account so she got it for free oh okay Okay. so again i don't know i don't use starbucks if you do maybe try that out see if you can get a free like basically like a latte or a grande right right, right here it says cappuccino right here it says 50 star item so yeah you're right so give it a try see if it works i've I've only used this app twice and i already have 150 stars so it's like three i'm kind of glad that i don't live by a starbucks because i don't I don't really drink coffee that often, but I do love like a really good Starbucks drink sometimes. Like, yeah, hit me with that frap. Yeah, Yo, I, might, I like that. Maybe I'll get Mistos for the fucking whole gang, bro. Ooh. One day. Listen, I'm just saying, try it out. It might work for you. It might not. Don't come at me if it doesn't. But thank me if you get a free latte. I like that because it, it's in in the the whole sentiment of. Black Friday savings. It really? Is, yes, actually. there we go. Yeah, yeah, it works pretty nice. A free coffee on Starbucks. Honestly, you know what I will get during Black Friday is a new case for my phone. This shit is falling apart. Oh, um, God. I just spilled wine all over my phone because I got so excited to show you my shitty. Uh, I hope that Apple <laughs> gives a discount on their shitty ass iPhone cases. Yeah, because these are not look great, at this. Honestly. Look at this. Look at how fucked up my phone case is. I mean, yeah, isn't my, that pretty new? Yes. Do you know how it's. broke right here. Yeah. They're terrible. So mine's doing great. I got that. Is it Spigen? Chris, Chris's laptop See? looks like it's from like military <laughs> issue. The way it's yeah. fucking wrapped up. I got, I got that Spigen case. Chris got everything all, right, so. all, all aluminum. Everything, dude. Like, I I wrap everything in like you're wild, four bro. layers of of styrofoam. You know, like I everything has to be super pristine. protected. Well, maybe um, I need that because this is not working. 
So, uh, in honor of Thanksgiving, <laughs> this is a uh, Thanksgiving based Thanksgiving, which had just passed. Yeah, well, based you saw on purpose. Yeah, you got me like a turkey. Yeah. Oh my god. Gobble this gobble, fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a turkey noise. So I learned that in 1926, uh, a a person from Mississippi sent the 30th president, Calvin Coolidge. A live raccoon to be served as Thanksgiving dinner. That's very Mississippi wow. of them. That also represents America very well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a little bandit steals yeah. from the the poor. Yeah, and also I feel like we're basically eating. We should be eating roadkill at this point because our country is so fucked up. Yeah, and we drive a lot of cars, so there's a lot of roadkill. However, what'd you learn? I learned that so, <laughs> what I learned that someone from Mississippi sent a, sent a raccoon a to, live, the yeah, to Calvin that. Coolidge to be eaten for Thanksgiving however, dinner. However, 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 the president became so smitten with the furry animal that he pardoned it and he named it Rebecca. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. That's pretty good. Wow. Um, you got one. Yeah, so I I recently watched Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is a music documentary about early or late '90s, early 2000s bands in New York City. Sounds pretty cool. So it was definitely definitely a good watch. Um, I learned a lot about just like the band. I mean, I guess I knew that they were probably friends, but I guess I didn't realize how closely intertwined that they were. That they had certain bars and places that they would all hang out and yeah. collaborate and tour together it's and community these are, these bands stuff. are like the strokes lcd sound system interpol yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah moldy yeah. peaches yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um wait what were some of the bars uh one was like sidewalk side street i don't know a lot of them they, I, they're not around no, anymore i looked no. them CBGBs? up um, CBGDs. <laughs> Got him. I don't know if that movie. Oh, that's going to be streaming, right? I know like I right now, so. I think it's in it's limited theaters. Yeah. Oh. I don't know when it when it's starting to stream, but it's actually not to give away when we're recording this, but it's at syndicated this week. Well, so, well, well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's definitely worth a watch, but it was like. Like a lot of them formed late 90s and then it was how they formed, how they became friends, but then also like 9-11 and what that did for like, you know, just obviously it affected a lot of people in the country, but also how it affected uh, bands and stuff and people were obviously like leaving New York and moving out and Mm -hmm. they were saying that Brooklyn was so cheap that like these bands, they could just quit their jobs. Damn. And move to Brooklyn, have like loft space to record and just like do music. Damn. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know if I want to see it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, dude. It's like, how much this space would have been free. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah well, Alexi's out here like dreaming of a post 9 11 New York. <laughs> Honestly, we live in it. It's just that yeah, I wish true. we were. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. So <laughs> I wish we were a little closer to it. Not in that way, just because the prices would be cheaper or whatever. Um, what I learned is speaking of cheap prices, I learned about this app that I'm about to try. Oh, tonight. yeah. I'm about to try to use the shit tonight. It's called Too Good to Go. And basically what it is, is like it fights food waste mm-hmm. um, and restaurants and grocery stores and stuff can opt into it. And you can uh, basically pay a, a very cheap price for either like what what's like a set 
a set item or usually most of the time it's a thing called a surprise bag. And so what happens is like for this place, right? You know, this pizza place that's kind of at like, what is it like Morgan and Johnson? It's called Original Square of Soho Pizza, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a uh, you can pay four bucks and oh, you get dude. a surprise bag. You just walk up and you go, hey, this I ordered this and they'll give you a surprise item for and you know all you're paying is four bucks and usually it's if they're like if they got you know too much pizza of mm-hmm. the one kind or maybe this bakery has leftover like bread at the end of the day and it's going to be old you can just like get it for a, a discount so That's damn cool. pretty yeah cool. so th- this one like this is a deli grocery that used to be where you lived on willoughby that one right around the corner yeah that's pretty close to me 4.99 for a d- uh, deli hot bar items surprise bag yeah, wow. so they'll just give you all the shit that's been sitting there yeah. all day. It's nice, you know. <laughs> that's what you want. For me, I'm about to go. I'm literally gonna go do this tonight with this pizza. I'm gonna see how it goes. Yeah, that's gonna be lit. Give it a go. This week, I learned a new word. Um, it is aphophobia. Oh, yeah, you learned the shit out of that one. I don't. I actually <laughs> sounds don't, like you really learned it. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I can tell. But uh. I, I think it's a real thing. It could be made up from a game, to be honestly, or to be, to honest, be honestly, to be honestly. Um, what is it? What does it mean? It is a morbid fear of being touched. Like it's just morbid. Th- Why is it morbid? I don't know. It's morbid. Um, How'd you learn about it? I learned about it. Uh, it's also named half a phobia. I learned about it through the video game Death Stranding, oh. which uh, I. I decided I'm never going to play that. So I wanted to like watch a playthrough of it to kind of understand what the story is. Right. Um, and the main character has that phobia and of being touched. Yeah. Morbidly. Yeah. I mean, like, like he's, he's pretty terrified of it. He does not like it at all. And, uh, which is kind of ironic because part of the game is him like getting grabbed by monsters. Well, um, Good. I'm glad you learned that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, I was really grasping at straws. <laughs> I didn't learn much last week. I, That's okay. I was I mean, on vacation. Hey, you know what? Vacation's a time to to vacate. I learned that Trevor learn. Lawrence is him. He's the fucking man. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad. Glad you like him. I. Uh, they won, right? Oh yeah. It's like a last minute win or last something. Last minute win. I brought my whole family. Spent like five hundred dollars on tickets to get seven people there. That's fucking great. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, it was. It was a good deal. It's like an incredible deal, honestly. And uh, spent five, I've spent five hundred bucks for one person I on know. the fucking nets. Well, we were we were like pretty far up there. There were still good seats. They're on the fifty yard line, and uh, my whole family had a great time. It was like a, a memory that we could all share. That it was, I mean, that's a great game to be at. It was the first time that they had won a game after being down by seven or more in the last minute. So. Really? Yeah, and, and 30 years of existing. Weird. That's yep. fucking nuts. I wouldn't have wouldn't have thought that. Uh, my what, what I learned, learned last week. Um <clears throat> in 1988, okay. Denny's, Denny's decided for the first time this is going to be to good. give their employees Christmas off. Cuz Denny's is open, open yeah. always, literally 24/7. always. 24/7. So in 1988 they were like, "You know what? We're going to give everyone Christmas off." So they contacted all their stores, all the managers. Hey, this Christmas, all our stores will be closed for Christmas. This is the first time they've ever done it. They've yeah. never been closed before. Yeah, what do you do? So because they've never been closed before, really simple things like how to close the restaurant 
No oh, one knew how to do wow. it. So there was no closing like protocol. They didn't have like a, you know, uh, like a binder with like kind of what to do or yeah, like yeah. any charts or how to turn off all the fryers or how to clean. Like, I mean, obviously they know how to clean things. But yeah. Like, but like, a, a, you know, end of night checklist, an end of night checklist. Yeah. Right. They didn't have that. They didn't know how to like actually like turn off some of the equipment and like to get it like off properly. So it was like stored and whatever. And the biggest kicker is that of their 1,221 stores, 700 of them didn't know where the keys were because no one actually closes the stores. They never close. The fact that three quarters of them didn't know they had to, uh, put new locks in 700 of the stores because they couldn't find where the keys were. No one had them. No. That's <laughs> How crazy. So that? ridiculous. It's fucking Denny's, man. Like, I was like, and then from then on, I guess they've never closed. That's So wild. next time they decide to close, they're going to have to redo all the locks again. Because how the fuck are you going to keep a key from 1988? It's, uh, that I thought that was pretty funny. That's it's hilarious. Like, that's, that's just wild that they tried to do something nice for the people one day of Christmas off. And it resulted in them having to, like, spend a bunch of money redoing these locks and like training people to close a store. <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's, it's nuts. It's, it's absolutely wild. But hey, that's what it is. I, and I, I will say I just saw it on TikTok. I didn't like actually go research this, yeah, but it fine. seems like it's right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that, that's that's good, though, because I feel like. It should be part of the training now how to close a store. Just how to in close case. the Denny's. Just in case. The problem is like you would have to you know what? That's what, a good what, use what case. If a pandemic hits. Good use case for VR. Is like Oh yeah? Yeah. Because <laughs> bless you. It's because it, you know, you're not actually gonna physically go close the store because you're never gonna close the store. Yeah. But like if you uh train them in VR on how to close the store. Yeah, they'll have that know, they'll, kind of the not the muscle memory, but they'll have the, the they'll at least recall like, yeah. oh, yeah, I do remember turning this key. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It can't like, be that hard to close a fucking store. Turn off the shit. Turn off the lights. Lock the door. How did, that's <laughs> wild to it's me. One that, day like, it's Christmas. You'll I, be fine. I don't know if Denny's franchises or not, but like, how does the owner of a store not know where the key is? You know, like it's a Denny's. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> it's a fucking it's a Denny's. Fucking Denny's yeah. This week, I learned something about Charles Lindbergh. Now, Why don't you kick us off, Chris? <laughs> God damn it, every time. <laughs> so when I was in, I think it was the third grade, in the the gifted class, we had to do a presentation about like a famous person mm-hmm. uh, or like, you know, a historical you figure. Know, exactly. Yeah. And uh, m- the gifted teacher, she flew planes. Uh, so she kind of inspired me to learn about Charles Lindbergh. So I did a presentation on him and like he, he was, you know, as a child, he was like one of the people who I was like, Oh, this is a really cool dude. Yeah. Uh, what I did not know about him. I knew about the baby. I knew about all that. I did not know that he was a Nazi sympathizer. Did you guys know that? I I had no idea about this. So it's It's, so many people. He's he's almost like those Argentinians. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I uh, thought they were just Nazis. Yeah, and sympathizers too. I hate Argentina. That's going to be my new like character arc here. I'm going to like develop hatred for Argentinians. Apparently at some point he like accepted uh, an award uh, presented to him on behalf of the Fuhrer. And he he, like he uh, like pushed for 
uh, he he urged Congress to negotiate with Hitler. Like he was, like he's wow. on record of saying is like we're not all created equally. Shit That's like so that. Fucked up. I had no idea, man. It's fucking crazy, man. Charles Lindbergh canceled. Damn, I'm canceling dad. him. We're canceling him right now. I heard Amelia Earhart got eaten by crabs. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did say that the other day. That is that, true. We were talking about conspiracy theories. That's, not, I, that's a good one. Yeah, it's not what I learned, but that's what I heard. Yes. Uh, Amy, you got one? I do. Mine's kind of fucked up, but it was like the first, I was like, this week was so crazy. What did I actually learn? And the first thing that popped into my head was something really sad. But I learned that HelloFresh is kind of in hot water right now because they're apparently accused of using one of their they're accused of using a supplier of coconut milk that is known for monkey slave labor in Thailand, which <laughs> did not know like, that was even I a didn't thing. know that that was even a thing, but it sounds so fucked up that the it says the animals are chained, whipped, beaten, and forced to spend long hours picking coconuts. And they basically steal these animals like from their group when they're really young and force them into labor for like the next 10 years so we gotta go donkey Kong we gotta save these monkeys the man. craziest part is that horses have been doing this for their entire life their That's entire true. existence like we yeah. use horses all the time and cows yeah. and shit like this that. this is why king kong was yeah. so angry he was pissed yeah you know? he was like i'm i'm stepping up for for the, my little coconut friends Aww. you know but yeah. poor king kong, how many how many coconuts do you think king kong could hold in one hand Oh, Ooh. multiple trees so, for I'm going, sure. I'm going, I'm, going about, I'm going with about a dozen. A dozen? You, you think is think... that small? I don't know. I well, it, it, they're they're right. that's the thing. Though. Base. Coconuts are they're very round. You know, like it's it's difficult to hold lots of round, round things. things. I think okay. he could grab up like like, like, like trees. you know about the lime guy, right? What? <laughs> The lime in the coconut? No, no. Oh, you're about to learn about something. Guy. I I can I can hold twelve coconuts guaranteed. <laughs> like it with both my arms. Why can't I hold all these limes? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I do. I've seen That's that. a classic. I I think that I could hold twelve coconuts in my arms like this. I so, was I was talking about the palm of a hand. Yeah, but a King Kong is way bigger than me. Like King, King Kong's, Kong's hand, hand is probably bigger is, than this room. King Kong, yeah. King Kong's hand is bigger than my two arms. Like he could definitely hold. I think probably 40 to 40 to 60 coconuts in one hand i don't well i would say that's what i'm just saying okay i'm that's gonna, a human based being on, based on that i'm going with about being? i'm still going with about 20 chris just pulled up a picture of king kong holding a full grown adult ass human in one hand she's like five foot two she's not five foot two she might be because i just did a spectral analysis she's okay. five foot six um, but like, look at this one. Look at this one. Did you update your um? That's a your, classic. You updated your your guess from twelve to what? Fifteen? You said I, I went with twenty. I would 20. go with twenty. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I don't know if that's right. Okay, ciabatta bread was invented in nineteen eighty two. I what? I think I was I, aware of that. I didn't know that. It's fucking crazy. It was invented. How do you invent bread? I, so the, <laughs> there's a whole list of foods that were invented in the last like 30 years, and it will blow your mind. That guy basically, he was an Italian guy, and he really liked French bread, or he liked the idea of French bread, but I guess he just didn't like that the French were making it, and he wanted to make a version <laughs> of it that was Italian. So he did his best to kind of come up with that same idea, and it ended up becoming ciabatta bread. And part of the marketing of it was like, this is like old school Italian bread, but really it was made in the 80s. And it actually helped like revive Italy's economy in the 80s because it became such a big hit. Oh, wow. 
So yeah, ciabatta bread, 82. Ciabatta bread is only 40 years old. That's that is wild. Wild. I, I asked that. Chat GBT how many coconuts can King Kong, Kong hold, and it said it is impossible to determine accurately how many coconuts King Kong, a fictional character, could hold. It's a gi- <laughs> King Kong is a giant gorilla-like creature, and the number of coconuts he could hold would depend on his size and strength, as well as the size of coconuts in question. Chat GPT <laughs> is like an actually guy. Actually. Actually, it's a fake creature. It's like, But, yeah, I mean, look, the point is, Chabot is only 40 years old. Joe Biden is twice as old as Chabot, bro. <laughs> More. Jo- Joe Biden was 40 when Chabot, bro, was invented. That's fucking, That's fucking stupid. Crazy. That's so dumb. Like, the, the first time he got a chance to try it, he was probably like, I don't know, man. That's too new for me. <laughs> like, I'm not trying new bread. Bread's been good my entire new life. Bread. You know what I mean? It's uh, fucking wild. This one is a little bit embarrassing, I guess, because I'm a big hockey fan. Um, but. I just learned. Now, at this point, I learned this three weeks ago because we we skipped uh, what we learned last week. We skipped uh, two. We skipped two. But I just learned that Tim Horton of Tim Horton's Coffee fame was an NHL player for the Maple Leafs, and that he died in a in a car wreck in, in like a DUI single single uh, car accident. You didn't know that? I had no idea. Damn, son. I've only, I've, I just learned about the car wreck thing, so it's probably from the same source. Wasn't it like, was it like a comedy thing? I have no, no idea. Oh, wait, no, you know what? I learned, there's, shout out, to, there's a podcast called Busted Business Bureau. Oh, yeah? That's where I learned that he died in a car accident. But, it, yeah, I knew that Tim Horton was the was the hockey and coffee guy. Well, so, like, I, I, I would have believed that like it was named after him but i didn't realize that he started it you know like that it was he he yeah. started something called the tim horton donut shop donut industries um and yeah i just i had no idea i you never know? thought i've only been to tim hortons once and it like it was just we went through the drive through and got a coffee you know i've never been to a tim hortons i've walked by one a bunch but i've never been but they're like they're like Starbucks, you know. Yeah, they're I just, mean they're just as popular. I think they are owned by Burger King now or something makes, like that. Makes sense. R.I.P. Tim Horton. And so is Firehouse. Fuck. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, Robin and Chris. Uh, <laughs> um, names. Uh, Soderberg or something like that. <laughs> Sorensen. Sorensen. Yeah. The we fact have the that sauce know, in the fridge. The fact that I know the the names of the owners of Firehouse is like a problem. <laughs> I think my sister knows them. And they're fucking legends. I heard they have a ranch out in Montana. Yeah. It's like paparazzi shit. <laughs> Chris and Robin Sorensen, if you're listening, uh, invite the Sizzle out to the ranch, man. We'll do a, sh- a show live from the ranch. Hell yeah. We'll, we'll eat Firehouse subs while we do it. Um, I learned that uh, Descript does voice cloning basically yeah so i'm gonna try to feed in a bunch of uh, i'm gonna export i think our our separate mics for like i don't know five or ten episodes and just feed everything in there and then have chad gpt write a script for us yeah basically i want to try to mess with that (laughs) one day we're gonna drop a completely ai episode and see if anyone calls us out on it yeah we'll see what happens or maybe just an ai segment or something yeah i don't know i guess what i would have to do because i feel like it can't comprehend things that are more than like five minutes long yeah, maybe a segment so a good i idea. probably have to have it make a bunch of different segments yeah or something like that um it would probably be pretty easy to tell all right i'll kick us uh, off Chris, why don't you go ahead and kick god us damn it off. every time you know, why haven't i learned what you're doing yet you've done this like eight times pattern recognition oh my this god is really just a psychology I'm experiment i'm a fucking idiot Me too. um so this one 
is uh, about the film Beetlejuice. Uh, I recently saw it on Broadway and learned a, a couple things about the film. Uh, so, first of all, Michael Keaton only has 17 and a half minutes of screen time in the 92-minute movie, which, you know, it kind of makes sense. It, it's the same way with the, the play. Like, it's mostly about uh, uh, the Maitlands and what's her name, Barbara, and... You think uh, in, on the in the play Beetlejuice had quite a bit of stage. Time, he he right? had a lot more than in I've the movie. I've never seen the but movie. I've never seen the movie. Never seen the movie. Damn. The play was fucking awesome though, and I know that's probably a hot take. I think a lot of people maybe didn't like it. Well, I, I loved it. I, I think that this week is actually the final performance in New York before they go on uh, on tour. There you so go. if you want to see it, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you live somewhere else, um, and then and, it might not be too late. And uh, the second fact I had for it was Tim Burton originally wanted Sammy Davis Jr. for the role of Beetlejuice. I think I heard that somewhere. It's pretty interesting. I, think I heard that somewhere. Makes sense. Um, Luis, you got one? Or you want, no, you want to go last, right? You always call dibs yeah. on last. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, because I, I, I thought, I got to check my fact. I didn't know it was going to be facts. I thought it was like life lessons. You know, I'm on it can be a life shit. lesson. It can be. It's whatever you learn. You know? Lou the Caboose. Okay, let me, uh, let me yeah, think Lou of it. Yeah, Lou the um, okay, Caboose. Yeah, Lou the Q, Caboose, Domingo de Alba. Uh, okay, I learned about um, a thing that I haven't used it yet. Okay. But I learned about it and it looked like it was going to work great. And sure. I think I might use it for the tree fort doc. All right. It's a website podcast.adobe.com slash enhance and what this does you put audio in it that has like background noise and shit and it takes the audio and basically creates using it kind of creates an ai model of what that audio sounds like and it recreates the audio that you need without the background noise so it's not like just denoising your audio it's actually creating a model based off of what you uploaded and getting rid of the noise so it's so i just entered the the url and it says that it's basically making the voice recordings sound as if they're recorded in a professional studio right that's pretty wild so honestly i'm i'm I, the two use cases i saw with it were taking really old stuff like someone took some footage from like the 1920s or some shit and some other person took uh some or same guy took footage from the 80s of steve jobs talking and they Mm -hmm. fed them both through and it really sounded very 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 clean wow um so i'm gonna try it with the tree fort we'll see yeah why not see if it works um but that'll be that'll be pretty incredible if it does uh luis what do you got i guess two things one i saw from the insert like the real their tiktoks was you know, like content aware on Photoshop. Mm-hmm. You, I didn't know that you could actually do content aware like pen tool. So, you you know, how, like you usually have magic uh, select or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Like you just have a wand and it just like does it. But now it could actually do the pen tool and create the shapes automatically without you having to. Uh, like like points and stuff. Oh, so when so you select one, it, it'll automatically draw it as a like pen tool type cre- thing. Create a path. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, so that right. that's crazy to me. Uh, but another thing I learned was uh, when you're making soups, uh, okay. it's helpful to. <laughs> oh, this is good. This <laughs> is going places. Christ. This is great. You know, I, I make is, soups all the time, so I'm interested. The, no, yeah. I, I what, never what, knew you could, what do you you could use tea as a base for the soup to add that little extra acidity to it. That's tea? what I learned last year. Yeah, like I, I made a soup soup base with uh, English breakfast. 
Wow. <laughs> That's damn. actually pretty cool. I always make it with what like the... some bouillon cubes or whatever. <laughs> See? Not, not, not allowed to use English breakfast. Who, and it's who a discovered shit ton this? of tomatoes, someone, garlic, and onions. So someone who accidentally dropped a tomato in their tea was just like, this can't go to waste. Tea soup. That is ridiculous, bro. Um, yeah, it's, it's real. I, hey, I'm glad, bro. I'm glad you discovered it. Uh, keep keep doing you. Don't let anyone tell you any different, all right? You're you, and that's what's important. Chris is trying to look up a recipe. I right am. I, I found one for smoky tea stock. Nah. From not from you Times. I'm not making this up, Alexi. I'm not. Producer Flora is writing down notes. She's like, I'm going to make some tea soup. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> So last Why week, don't you kick us off? Thanks. God damn it. I still haven't <laughs> learned anything. Uh, well, um, that's not good for this segment. <laughs> uh, this week I learned uh, some weird things about the body. And one of them is if y- your intestines have a memory of like how they're supposed to be shaped. So if you have some sort of surgery and your organs are getting moved around, sometimes a surgeon will just put your intestines back in a in a clump right just like however and they will figure themselves out that's nuts it's, you think that they would at least give them a good starting point i mean maybe they, they do in a clump. i mean i'm sure they don't it's like, like laundry they're, they're just <laughs> <looking> <laughs> the i don't think they're tying them up together and then tossing them in that's the, oh is that how you you tie your socks up Huh? No, I was talking about intestines. Oh, they're laundry. No, I was like, oh, I don't do tie not your tie socks my up sock. before you throw them in the laundry. No, that's that's, that's that's absurd. I just the intestines are just socks to me. Um, <laughs> poop all right. socks, poop, poop socks. What <laughs> the fuck? This podcast sucks. Um, all yeah. right, uh, it's shit. I learned I wrote services I don't offer because there is a person on Twitter. Uh, don't really know her name, but her display name is Alt Miss Frizzle, which I think is fucking hilarious. Okay. Um, she is a designer. Uh, God damn, I really should look her up. I, I don't, Ju- Julia, I think is her name, but I don't know her, her Twitter handle. Um, what is it? Does what? it say? Ju- Julia EF. Julia EF underscore. So she is a designer. She has a lot of really, really colorful, cool things. She, she's, she's a, she's a, I like it. She has a certain style. You she know what I mean? It's not for style. everybody, but I really like it because she's very, very bright and brash. Kind of like a pop art. On her website, she has a section that's oh, the, 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 about, the about the about section. It has not only the services she offers, but it also says services I don't offer. Like you click on click on info up there, and I thought that was so smart because it's like she gets a lot of people who ask her to do stuff, and she's like, "Look, I don't do illustration, I don't okay. do branding, I don't do motion graphics or video or websites." It seems do like not hit me up about this shit. All the things I mean? she doesn't offer are things that we can offer, except for maybe the website building. Yeah, hey, maybe we should partner with L- her. little collab. Alt Miss Frizzle, what's up? Hit us up. All right, all right. So. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off, Chris? <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> So last week, uh, I learned that, uh, I guess it's twofold. I learned that Piggly Wiggly is, or was the very first, uh, self-service supermarket. Okay. Um, and so in that they opened in 1916 in Tennessee. Uh, and I, I basically also learned that self-service grocery stores you know just came around a hundred years ago before what you would typically do is like you wouldn't go to the supermarket and pick out everything yourself you would have the people working there 
pick out things for you and bring well, them back kind of to you. Come full circle then, yeah. right? With like grocery delivery. It's it's, <laughs> it's so interesting. Funny. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I learned. I, I like grocery. Do. I prefer grocery delivery still to this I like day. Picking out like I like delivery, but I, I, I like, I like I delivery like because it's convenient. Yes. But I, you know, for produce, I like to pick it out. I do it's too. Not, but it's, I will it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> what I've heard. Alexi keeps nothing in his fridge anyway, so of course except, he... Except, except six beers that I drink one a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, and Cholula. Oh, uh, I, Cholula. I actually don't have any Cholula at home. Oh, believe, believe it or not. Um, Chris, that's really good. That's a perfect one. Sorry, I'm, I'm super distracted Thanks. by what's going on on my computer. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> because it's my one I learned last week. Oh. Uh, you, want me, you want to go? I'll go. Yeah, I learned, go. and this is like slightly embarrassing that I never really knew what this term was or what, that there was a term for this thing, but I kept hearing this week as you're walk, working on the documentary, um, verite, verite shots. And so I finally looked it up. I understood what it meant, but I learned cinema verite. Yeah. And uh, now I know the term for that style of shooting. And yeah, that's it. It's, it's about the truth. You shoot yeah. the truth, what happens, mm-hmm. and you just show it. Exactly. Sure. That's it. That's it. It's all about the verite. Which, to be fair, I got to say, I know that that was a lot of the feedback that was given on the doc. And... It did, we weren't at that stage yet when I showed it, yeah. right? All I had was all the bites. It was yeah. a radio cut. And the I verite moments are... So that's what I was working on today and yesterday yeah. and the yeah. day before. Like, that's kind of my... I think that's, like, thing. good feedback then. Because that means, like, we're getting there. Like, yeah. that was already a part of the, you yeah, know, we're making the moves. bigger picture. Joe Nana asked that, uh, that I send him the doc and he said he's going to tear it apart. And I was like... <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that right now. Oh, no. I don't think so. I think I've already been torn apart enough right now. Yeah. I need to like build it back yeah. up before I can get torn up again. Yep. Um, my what I learned last week is about a website called color.method.ac. Um, it's a game for you to get good at kind of uh, matching colors. So when you go to it, you kind of click on it and it starts with the hue of the color and you have to get like five of them right before you move on. But you kind of move your cursor around a circle and you try to match a color that it, it that it assigns to you and you have a certain amount of time to do it. Um, and it's just a great game to kind of train, cool. train your eye for like what kind of color is adjacent to what. It's a good design game. And I, uh, I just crushed really the, the like hue this. portion. Yeah, I got the, five perfects. Wait, yeah. what do you how do you do? I don't know. So this is this is what I was being distracted by while everyone was talking. I was like, oh, shit. But um, it's oh, a it's I a very see. very fun game. Oh. It's, it's good for for learning about hue and saturation, complementary colors, analogous colors, triadic colors. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Um, that's it. That's my what I learned. See, every, I shouldn't have done this because now everyone's distracted. <laughs> everyone's playing this game. It is very cool. But it took. I'm a little slow on the uptake. Yeah. It took me a second to figure out what the fuck I was supposed to do. But Chris, why don't you just describe what you're seeing? Um, so, oh, I finally got a perfect, uh, so can I, can, no, it's not poor. Can I pause you? Okay. So it is, uh, basically it gives you a color wheel and there will be a color in the center, uh, in the first, the first category is hue. So you can just go around the circle. There's no saturation, darkness, brightness, whatever involved. You just pick the right color on the color wheel and match it up as good as you can then after that it gives you saturation and what that does is it expands the color wheel Mm -hmm. uh so that you're not just moving 
uh, left and right, you can move up and down as well. So you have literally, I got it perfect. Like hundreds of thousands of more colors uh, to, to, to choose, choose from, from yeah. so that it gets a lot more difficult. And then uh, right now I'm at, at complementary, so I haven't done that. But I, uh, you know, it's complementary colors. You have to pick the one on the opposite side of the color wheel. But this was kind of hard to do it right now, and I'm like freaking out. And the ones after <laughs> that, I don't know what they're going to be, but they're. Uh, analogous triadic and tetradic so i assume that just opens things up even more but this it's, is uh, uh, it's a fun game go check it out color.method.ac if you have nothing to do oh just this is do it. crazy do you want me to start you can uh start go ahead okay cool so all right chris why don't you go for it <laughs> <laughs> this one is honor uh in honor of uh uh, I guess a sister podcast, Feminine Features. You were oh, yeah, you were a guest uh, this week, and that episode just dropped. Uh, the The episode was about the movie Titanic. James Cameron, I think he beat me in a Chris versus. I believe so. And uh, this one is that the hand that was drawing the the picture. I know this is a pretty common one, but I didn't know it. Oh, you just learned it. I just learned it last week. <laughs> this, last week. Um, the, that hand is James Cameron's hand. Yeah. And uh, they actually had to, because he's left-handed, they had to like flip, flip the image to make it work. It, the drawing looks like shit. Yeah. I mean, the drawing looks but, terrible. But apparently, but apparently Leonardo DiCaprio was even worse. Like he was, yeah. he just like couldn't do it at all. I'm not surprised, but it's just like, the, that's one thing I always noticed in Titanic is how like his portfolio has like all these drawings and then the one he does of hers like this line sketch is yeah. like well it's okay fair enough I yeah. guess um, yeah I was just on that on that show on a Feminine Features uh, it's actually out right now yeah it just the, came out today it just came out today uh, go well, look it up three days ago at this point but you know no 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 the, we post on the same day we oh post. okay yeah, okay yeah. okay so um it's uh yeah, feminine features of the podcast. I think this is uh, season three, episode twelve is my episode. It's cool. Uh, Titanic. That's right. I, I went in there and eventually, eventually Titanic. we're gonna do a crossover episode. Yeah, soon, soon, mm -hmm. soon. We'll have Windsor and Sully on. It'll be great. Um, all right. For my what I learned last week, I uh, I wrote uh, Jaco Do J A K H O D O. It is oh. a. It, it. I was at the Brooklyn Museum. And I was walking around to the, uh, like the Asian part of it that had like old Asian shit. Mm -hmm. And I went to the Korean part and, um, there was a drawing, there was like a tapestry and this tapestry, it was old looking and it had a tree with a little bird in it. And, uh, then it had a big tiger underneath the tree and the tiger's face looked so fucked up and stupid. <laughs> and I was just like, bruh. And the bird was perfect, right? The bird looked great. A tree looked great. Everything looked great. I was like why the fuck could they not draw cats? Cause like at that point that was like the first one in the Korean part, but then yeah. I'd seen like cats in the other parts of it. And I was like, none of these people knew how to draw fucking cats, man. Back in the day, like mm -hmm. even you look at medieval shit, all those cats look fucking stupid. All, everything looks terrible. And so then for some reason I ended up like looking, trying to look it up. And I typed in like Korean bird, tiger tapestry, Brooklyn museum. Mm -hmm. Turns out, that is a style of painting or of, of, of drawing called Jack Hodo, where like literally it's such a prescribed style. It is a bird. It's supposed to be a, uh, what are those birds? A magpie. magpie. Yeah. It's supposed to be a magpie sitting in a tree 
with a tiger below it, and the tiger is purposely supposed to have a fucking stupid ass look on its face. <laughs> like it's supposed to have like bug eyes and its tongue hanging out, like looking like a total fool. Because it was a method of like protest for the lower classes. Mm-hmm. They would basically have these that poked fun at the rich because the tiger supposed to represent the upper class and the rich and then the magpie supposed to represent the working class. Yep. So it was almost like a symbolic thing. And uh, I think this was they did. They this was like a style that was big starting in the 1400s. I think I don't think it was big for like hundreds of years after that. That's why. Um, so I was like, well, damn, I was out here talking about how they made the tiger look stupid. They made it look stupid on purpose. Yeah, you know? it's it's I mean, art is intent, right? It's it, it was really cool because earlier that day, because we were there to look at the Virgil Abloh thing. And I was just like, man, literally all art can be traced back to class. Like classism is like the statement behind all art, period. Like you can't you can't separate art from class struggle. They're literally tied. Yeah, you know absolutely, I mean? absolutely. Because art it. it the whole idea of art and purchasing art or whatever is like tied to class. Like it's a way for the wealthy to show status and evade taxes. Yep. 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 Um, this is a picture of the, the one, how stupid that cat looks. Oh like. man. I, well, I mean, you, yeah. you told me about this last week, so I looked it up and there's like literally dozens upon dozens of that same painting but all slightly different yeah, like yeah they but it's the the composition's say, always the same i would say there's like hundreds even, yeah like maybe thousands like literally they did this for i think it was from 1400 to 1800 is when it was really big so like 400 years of people drawing a dumb cat underneath a tree so like that's hilarious we're, we're gonna have to get that commission for the office now that right? would be sick if we got one of those at the yeah, office actually that would be pretty fucking lit i think for uh for sizzle reel we should make a new logo Okay. It's like an editor bird and then like a producer dumbass tiger. <laughs> so why don't you kick us off? <laughs> All right. So last week, this one is kind of convoluted and I only partially understand it. But Sean Astin, the actor. Didn't really learn it. But okay. Well, no, I, I have to pull it up on, on Wikipedia because it's kind of convoluted. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but he, he was born... Son, son of an actress. Uh, there was some confusion on who the father was for Why a long son time. Of an Sound like a slur, like a son, son, son of an actress. Of an actress. <laughs> uh, there was some confusion about who his father was. Uh, there was a while that he thought it was Desi Arnaz Jr. Uh, then he was eventually adopted by the actor who played Gomez Adams in the original Adams okay. family. That's where the the last name. Aston comes from his original name is Duke and uh then uh, somehow there's yeah he found out his his real dad and then there's a, a fourth person a fourth father somehow and <laughs> I, I'm telling you it, it's uh it, he he says uh, Sean Aston said I can call on any of them on the phone anytime I want to John Desi Mike or Papa Mike my four dads so I I just thought it really it started with I didn't know he was adopted by the actor who played Gomez Adams. It's like takes John a village, Aston. takes a village to raise this guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, look, I, he was what I want to know Samwise. is he was I amazing. Think, uh, I think what what should be this is like a very uh, kind of uh, new age concept. I'll say I'm yeah. pioneering this. But what if and this might verge on a cult? But oh, what God. if like instead of a person being born and like they are raised by just like 
a person or two. Instead, every time, man, this this actually is starting to sound weird. But what if like <laughs> when they were born, every little baby got taken away and like put in a place? And like after they were raised for a year and then or like a couple years until they could like kind of walk and shit. And then they were raised by the whole like tribe, so to speak, like by mm. everyone in the community. And mm. so uh, that's probably not a good idea. Uh, no. Well, well, I mean, I think the I think the putting them in a place for the first two years. Is yeah, weird. that's going to fuck the them up. Like, so bad. Right. Okay, well, don't put them in the place. But what if, like, you raise them as a community? Takes a well, village. I think that's, I mean, that... I think that's that, happened. That works. That's where yeah. the phrase comes from. It takes a village. Like, a lot of indigenous, you know, cultures, that's how... I think we should bring it back. That's, cat, cat, we really cats should. Cats do it, too. Yeah. Cats do it, too. Cat moms will take turns watching. If, if yeah. like, two or three cat moms have litters that are around the same age, they'll take turns babysitting the, the little kitty sitting. I oh, think it's 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 a great idea. Thank you. All right. So maybe maybe I, I <laughs> well, was misguided the, to start, but I got there. Except you know? the part about... Taking them away for two yeah, years. Yeah, that's weird. Biggest okay. but, Italian family. But I think... Yeah. I think that is something that we've lost along the way, you know, that people had right. And we, yeah. we should, you know, babysitting for others. So we need to do it more. Right. You know what I mean, so it's it built a sense of community. But really quickly, Chris, yes, yeah. though, I want to know how, like, how did you reach this? Like what, <laughs> who is what Sean led Aston you too? down? Like, you don't know who Sean Aston is? No. Sam, Samwise from the oh, Hobbit, yeah. Lord okay, of the Rings. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. And, and Rudy Rudabager from the movie Ruby, Rudy. Oh right, Rudy. 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 <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> Borat too. I haven't thought about that movie in so long. <laughs> um. So what happened is, I think the original actress who played Wednesday Adams, she died. Is okay. Died that's what I was week. thinking. Maybe that's how you got there. And and then I learned that John Aston is the only. I think it was him. I, one of them was the only living. Uh, person from that cast at like 92 or 93 which is crazy because he was one of the adults in that and both right. both of the kids have passed away okay. now. Wow. I, I was I was tracking I I felt like that might be where it came from but and I always like how you fell down the rabbit hole you know yeah. how does one I, I watched the first season of Wednesday most of it I mean that's what, what we day. learned last that's week right. is all about it's about falling down the rabbit hole yeah um as a matter of fact uh yeah, this is the last episode before the what we learned last week specials. Yeah, start. So I, this is. Are we just be... announcing that now? Sure. Yeah. yeah the, the next two weeks, uh, they are going to be clip shows of yeah. all the what we learned last weeks so, over the last fifty-two weeks. Yeah. So every thing, I might even throw this one in there. Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? I might throw this one at the end of the second episode, so you'll okay. hear this again in two weeks. Mm. Oh, trippy. Yeah, Joe. You might hear it again in two weeks, Ke- <laughs> Kevin. Um. Uh. I'll go with mine. Uh. I learned about the relationship between uh, the, well, there was like a an old kind of uh, kingdom and uh, t- group of people called the Indo Greeks, mm-hmm. and what this was was Alexander the Great from Greece. Alexander the Great, he traveled all the way to India. At some point, the Greek Empire had he'd gotten to influence in India, and uh, it was like in northern northwestern India somewhere. I think. And um, basically, they had the Greeks had such an impact that that group of Indian people there uh, started taking things from Greek culture. So they would have like Greek writing on their coins. And instead of their statues being like all ornate with like because, you know, how like Buddhist statues are often like super ornate and they have a lot of close detail. 
Instead, they would just be like they would look like Greek statues where the guys were just sitting in like a Buddhist pose, but wearing just like a plain white robe. And uh, yeah, it was just so crazy to me that I had no idea that Alexander the Great had influence all the way in India. That's why he was so there so was great. a group of people called the Indo Greeks for a while. Uh, they're not around anymore. But also, great think, fusion restaurant. I was about to say the restaurants are probably incredible. Dude, that's where they keep all the good spices. Dude, mm. can you imagine going to an Indo Greek restaurant back? There's in the one day? in Boston. Oh, is there? Yeah. What is it? Uh, I forget the name of it. I looked you looked it up. It up? Oh, yeah. you looked it up. When I told you about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, smart guy, smart guy. Um, so there you go, Indo Greeks. Amy, interesting. Amy, what's your uh, what you learned last week? Um, it's about a, uh, a Fantasia. Is that well? I was like trying to figure out what it was called because I forgot what it was <laughs> called already. So then I was I like, it was a, a Fantasia, right? Like a, Fantasia, a Fantasia, a Fantasia, because yeah. Fantasia um, there's something called aphasia, and that's totally different. I'm like, this is not it. Um, euthanasia well, what's aphasia I want to learn it's like else. it's where you can't you have trouble like communicating or speaking it's oh. kind of a it it's can like be like a, a symptom of a stroke <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> wait is that the condition that all three of us have probably we're all like having aphasia um, forever okay so no I did I was on my way to work today and I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about this I don't even know what you would call it. Like affliction, not affliction. Yes, it is an affliction because it's not really like so there's long, not enough so like so long aphasia science like I know behind what words I'm it. using these days. Yeah, it's an um, affliction. It is defined as the inability to visualize. So I was just having a really hard time like wrapping my mind around the fact that people can't they don't have like a mind's eye an I, imagination. I just, I mean, I'm not going to say could, they don't. I couldn't visualize it when you told it to me. I, I feel like you got it right away. I'm the one who had trouble understanding what the fuck it was. Well, I'm saying I understand the concept, but I'm just like, what is that like? Like, So explain it real quick. It's like if someone says... Okay, so one of the, the guests on this podcast who has this was saying her brain is like a like a file cabinet full of filed memory, you know, full of filed facts in just, a dark just text, room. No photos. Just right. Text. Just That's text, a good way to no put photos. It. And so when somebody says, for example, a zebra, she recalls a fact about a zebra, which is that it's like a horse with stripes, but she doesn't picture a zebra in her mind. And that's so hard for me to comprehend. I can't comprehend because wild. I cannot help but picture something yeah. like when we're talking about things, it's full of visions in my mind, whether yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, more vague or like exact, like replica of whatever this thing is. So, yeah, I, I feel so bad for these people. It, it It's it's wild. I mean, I will say, like, when you first said it, I was like, they're just not trying hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> you can visualize it. Come on. It's a fucking zebra. No, it's like, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a thing that people can't do. And for this particular woman, the most interesting thing about it was she didn't know that this was like that it was different she didn't realize yeah. that most people can until she you know was watching tv and somebody mentioned visualizing something in their mind and we, what, we did she, up, she never like read a comic where someone has a, a thought bubble with a yeah. picture in it that's crazy i, I guess for her not, it's like a thought know. bubble of like binary <laughs> it's just so weird um i was saying like it's have these people never had dreams before or like could, well, and what happens when they do drugs those are yeah, like we fun we don't know these questions. Um, that's maybe, it. Maybe they're androids. Looks like we didn't learn anything at all last week. Mm. It's just it sounds like it sounds so sad. I feel bad for these people. I guess they don't know what they're missing out on. But I think they're lucky. 
I think it's terrible. <laughs> I think they're sociopaths. Wow. You think they're making it all up? No, I just I think they're sociopaths. <laughs> what if they're making it all up? They're like, no, I definitely can't picture a zebra. I just picture a concept of a zebra. You're like, what are you talking about, the, bro? It's performance art. I don't it know. Really I is. feel like the, the being able to describe that your brain is full of text and no photos is like... Th- that to me means that they're that picturing text. They're picturing no, file cabinets, obviously. They're not. <laughs> I think that's just an analogy. She's like, uh, uh, yeah. Like, how can you even make a metaphor if you can't? Like, well, that's what? why. That's why she said it's like a file cabinet in a room with no windows. So it's just completely dark, and all you have are. <laughs> can you facts. imagine? Can you imagine if she was like, "When someone tells me picture a zebra, I picture a file cabinet." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and me I walking feel, to it. This made me feel very like <laughs> empathetic. Out a picture of a zebra. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it really affected me. Like I burst in the office just like screaming about this because I never <laughs> heard of it before. It was so fascinating, but also in a sad way. Like I felt bad for these people, but yeah. you know, whatever. That's, That's what I learned last week. That's how it goes. Wow. So much information. That's, That's wild. That's everything we learned for the last year. And and look, we have a, a whole nother year of learning stuff right in front of us. The segment that keeps on giving. I can't wait. I mean, it, we should spin it off into its own show. You think so? Definitely. Like these episodes are way better than the actual show. Yeah, because it's way less work. Yeah. Well, but it, well this, kinda. This, was, this is kind of more work. Yeah, you think you so? Know? I think if we actually decided to research a topic and bring it to the table and like like the three of us, we could actually do a show where like we just do like maybe 15, 20 minutes on each topic. Yeah. But uh, imagine if we actually prepped for the show, like actually researched and like, yeah, put put time in SpongeBob. <laughs> Can you do a Gary impression? Meow, Gary, get out of the crusty crab. Meow. That's my SpongeBob <laughs> laughing or a dolphin. Um, all right, That's- where can they find us? <laughs> Uh, we are at Sizzler Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzler Real Gang at gmail.com. Send us yes. an email. Yeah. And of course, we have the Sizzle Real Cold, cold Line. Cold Line. Whoop, whoop. That is wow. three, three, two, two, three, <laughs> three, two, three. Three, two, three, 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 Wow. I really said it. What did he? But yeah, but you did he do some fucked up shit. Oh yeah, well he's just a Republican. Yes, yeah, so he's, yeah. He's, he's a fuck. Boy. Um, clear eyes though. Clear eyes. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> we really petered out at the end. Yeah, here. this is a real gang. The website.com. Look for, uh, for us in Idaho. We'll, be, right. we'll be there. Yep. See, see you next week. Productions Podcast.